0: guys good how about you you good you guys hear me okay i can yeah yeah i can hear you guys oh gosh. this house is not ideal for podcasting i've already
1: given the like
0: how to the lecture <laughs> You don't have your already,
1: studio set up.
0: I already gave them the lecture about like uh, the fact that they need to be more quiet because I'm going to be recorded. I can already hear them arguing about something upstairs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it should be good. It's all part of the charm.
0: Yeah, the new house has like a back room with the doors I can shut, and so it's definitely it's it's basically our bomb shelter. But so we'll see. This is, this is not ideal, but it'll be
1: fun. I can hear it. It'll be all right. Can you can you hear them talking? I can. Oh, God damn it.
2: <laughs> Just send them over to the new house. Yeah, go play outside.
3: Exactly.
1: What's the weather like out there?
0: It's uh, 55 degrees today. That's not too bad. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, we haven't had that. We had, we had like two or three days where it got to 10, and that's fuck that Oof. shit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too cold. If it's below 15, that's too cold.
1: I would say 32. Below 32, and I'm, I'm out.
0: What do you think, Lawrence? What do you think is tolerable? I think if you get, for me, it's below 20, 15 degrees. Like 30, I can handle the problem.
2: It's all about the wind. Um, my parents lived out in the middle of nowhere, and. Um, It was hard to get the wind to die down, but if it was and it was sunny and around freezing, that wasn't too bad. But if the wind was blowing, it could be like 40 degrees out, but it was cold as shit because there was a 30-mile-an-hour wind blowing.
1: And And this is in the middle of nowhere relative to Lawrence, Kansas? Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, just down south of Kansas City, so...
2: um, even more middle of nowhere than <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence. Sure.
0: Yeah. So we would like, I went out to walk the dog and it, I, now I've learned, I have to check my phone to see what temperature. So it's seven in the morning. The dog's like whining cause she wants to go out to the bathroom. So I have to like check my phone to see what the temperature is outside. And I was like, yeah, it's 10 degrees. I'm like, I can wear shorts and flip flops probably for that. Jesus but I just throw it Christ. on dude. I get out and i was about
3: oh fuck that
0: I, I was i was probably like 40 yards down the street and i'm like dude dog you better fucking hurry up because i only think I'm <laughs> a, i have about five minutes to live out here
1: Gots to go yeah and i'm, I'm just, wearing slippers and it's 60 degrees here
0: yeah i'm used to just wearing shorts all the time so that's been an adjustment sweatpants are a big thing here
1: i'm out
2: but- i can't i can't wear sweatpants that's church clothes in in Missouri, right?
0: Sweatpants with a bow tie. Uh,
1: Suddenly, best the tuxedo T-shirt.
0: That's right. How dare you! This is Kansans <laughs> making fun of Missourians. What a joke!
1: Oh, I love it.
0: All right. Well,
1: we're in it.
3: No audio yeah. troubles.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm recording. So, uh, I guess we get started. Let's do it.
3: Let's do it.
2: After combat.
0: All right. So this is the advanced after combat podcast. It's a podcast rep- recorded by myself, Jason. <laughs> <Okay,
3: hold up. laughs> <laughs>
0: this is a podcast recorded by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason, hello, and a guest host that we bring on from our BGG guild every month or so when we do it. Um, uh, carefully selected by the Oracle. Uh, this time, our selected guest host is Lawrence. Welcome. How's it going? And so Lawrence, going well. is it, Lawrence is a guild nickname. We're not sure how much we're allowed to say, but basically he's going to be Lawrence from now. I mean, we might say yeah. popper. And also, it might I, get confusing.
1: I don't so, even know that his his name, his quote-unquote real name is his real name. So
0: i think it is no
2: no it's not um but it <laughs> i assume it's not yeah. but that's what i go by in real life so
0: good oh interesting okay so we'll keep it with lawrence that's probably safe for everyone involved
2: yeah um the less people know the better that's right that, that's <laughs> yeah how?
0: that was smart we should have started out that
1: way oh I would have jesus been Christ, man what i wouldn't give
0: but then we wouldn't have all the advantages of celebrity you know so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is a podcast about wargaming, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we—that's it. We just talk about other stuff. I mean,
1: we could say it's the best podcast about wargaming, but it is also a podcast about wargaming.
0: Yeah, it's it's also explicit, and you can hear my kid, my kids, and my wife in the background probably when I'm talking.
1: And if you care about that stuff, go away.
0: Like that's right. Don't
1: don't leave reviews. Don't like. I mean, you could at me, but fuck off. No no one cares.
0: Yeah. And we've been recording since 2013, I think.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time.
0: So, uh, Lawrence, what are you drinking, buddy?
2: I just poured myself um, some... I realized the error in my ways earlier this afternoon because I bought this whiskey um, and then I realized I would have to pronounce it on the uh, um, podcast, but it's called nap pog castle or some something like that it's a irish whiskey Um, but drinking that also have um, the local um, free state beer Um, it's a brewery here in town
3: love it double fisting
0: and it's reaching back to the Civil War heritage. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool, Lawrence. Again, doubling down doubling down on the, <laughs> the Civil War.
2: And Lawrence protecting Missouri since 1858 or, or something <laughs> like that. Percent. Ish. Yeah.
0: Ish. <laughs> Is there even there's still a town there, huh? It's still hanging in there. They're still there.
2: Hanging tough. <laughs> hanging tough. Phoenix rising from the ashes.
0: Yeah, is your high school yeah. mascot. Your high school mascot's called the Survivors. Is that the <laughs> the Lawrence Survivors? The Johnnies. Uh,
2: one of the high schools is the uh, Chesty Lions. Um, Ooh, I have it. no idea what the fuck wow. that's all about. Um, and then the other high school, um, which just opened like in the '90s, is Free State High School, and wow, they are Jesus Christ. They are the Firebirds.
3: Love oh, it. Wow.
0: Yeah, in, in in my kids' uh, middle school district, there's six schools that play sports, and two of them are called the Indians. So, wow, they've, they've doubled down on the. <laughs> the <Indian. laughs> wow. Yeah, and in, and in an era when like they're getting away, they want the spear. You know, they don't want mm-hmm. my school actually redesigned their logo into a full fledged uh, profile of an uh, Indian chieftain in and haird- headdress. Like, there's the facial profile. Wow.
1: It's it's kind of a mixed blessing living in Arizona because we have no history, but then we also don't have bad history, so it kind of works out.
0: Yeah, the Martin Luther King thing.
1: Well, rare. that's true. That's that true. wasn't a good look. Yeah, yeah, when they
0: they wouldn't build your highway. Thanks, Barry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's still yeah that, that that shadow looms large.
0: Yeah, that's right. Your racism was newer. That's, <laughs> that's right. More modern, yeah, we, more modern yeah.
1: racism. Yeah slightly different
0: all right so Jason what are you drinking
1: I am drinking Evan Williams bottled in bond which has been a kind of a meme in the guild lately it's 15 bucks 100 proof you can't go wrong
0: very good I'm drinking a Miller light tall boys so wow I'm taking it easy yeah just don't care
2: how Missouri of you
0: I know that's right it's like wow. the one domestic beer that might not be brewed in Missouri is it Missourian? Is this still Wisconsin?
1: I can't imagine it is.
0: Yeah, Miller Brewing. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Missouri hasn't taken over all the beer yet. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, I'm nice. loving Missouri, Dave. I started early, so me too. I took a do nap. That. I mean, I did it mostly for the calories, right? There's less calories, so I just I win by consuming volume. That's the way I'm going with it. <laughs> Sure. Good. All, All right. right. So yeah, so we do drink. Uh, that's it. I think we that's drink, good.
1: Yeah. I, I, that's yeah. That's that could be the subtitle of the podcast. Advance yeah. after combat, we drink.
0: So we're gonna cover a couple things. I mean, this is good. I thought with Lawrence since he uh, was at AEC Con, so we can talk about that. And we recently did an Ozark like kind of mini con out here. So yeah, I don't uh, want to hear about that. So, so I'm a little jealous, a little hurt. Yeah, well, we'll get to it. But first, uh, we need to see if Lawrence wants to discuss his origin story.
1: Yeah. Got to get to that.
0: So like Lawrence, how did you first get into like uh war gaming or anything like that?
2: Um, I never was always, um, really loved board games, but growing up, um, my parents lived out in the country. Um, I was an only child, didn't have access to really play anything beyond Monopoly. Um, but one of my friends in, in college was a big into all of the um, Avalon Hill old games. Um, his dad had gotten him into board games and we used to play a lot and then after college, We'd get together once or twice a year and drink a lot and um, just kind of hang out. And we'd play um, board games and I always really enjoyed it. And so at some point I started looking into solo games, um, found BGG, and there was um, eventually... Everybody always suggests, you know, war games are good to play solo, so I started exploring them. And I think the first game I picked up was probably Labyrinth, um, because it was highly regarded at the time for solo. And I played the shit out of it solo um, for a few months and happened to be in a... Um, at the local gaming store in kansas city and was looking around and picked up um our dan 44 not knowing anything about hex encounter war games and um opened up the box read the rules and was like wow this is really detailed and not just a game and i was kind of blown away by that and Set it up and started pushing counters around. Um, made lots of mistakes, I'm sure, because I didn't know um, kind of the general wargaming uh, nomenclature or
0: anything. Did, did but, Lawrence? Did you save movement points from turn to turn for the same unit? <laughs> it's never allowed.
2: <laughs> I uh, no, no. I, I just um, you know gave them to other units and um, you know stockpiled them. So nice. <laughs>
1: um i gotta (laughs) keep a wooden cube off to the side to keep track of them did did you
0: did you know that units have to move in consecutive spaces and can't skip hexes
1: well
2: you know it made um that victory condition of antwerp a lot easier whenever you can just (laughs) teleport a german (laughs) unit all the way
0: there i've saved up 50 movement points with this airborne
1: (sighs) but it just so so you're a relatively new wargamer
2: yeah, it was about uh, 2010, 2011. So nice. it's been about that's awesome. Yeah, ten years now. But I really got into it. Didn't have anybody to to play against um, for the longest time. Just played everything solo. So um, a lot of groupthink. I think Callendale was responsible for. Um, A lot of that just because it's like, oh, this crazy son of a bitch. (laughs) This fucking
1: weirdo. (laughs) I love Calendale.
2: Yeah, he's he's a good guy. I've had lots of good online conversations with him over the years. But that's basically how I got into it. And eventually um, found my way to the guild and started playing online Vassal and Against but, real people, and yeah. Things. Let's talk
1: about more more about that. <laughs> how did how did that happen?
0: Like us, like talk about us.
1: Yeah, or, let's talk. I mean, let's let back. back I mean, BGG let's, is one thing,
0: but yeah, we, yeah. We let we let you wander <laughs> through your own story, but let's get back to talking about more about us. Really.
1: Well, um, I'm
2: sorry to say, it's probably going to disappoint you, but it it involves the duck. Um, the The duck was was pretty active on um, the website that. Callendale ran for a few years or
1: whatever. Yeah,
2: something like that. (laughs) I can't remember what it's called. And that's
0: that's when they ran away. They all ran away to made made their own land. Yeah, yeah. Um, And
2: then free speech ruined that. But that's um, another (laughs) story.
0: They realized they brought the problem with them. (laughs) Like no more problems. (laughs) Like oh, (laughs) we were the problem. Maybe
1: we're the
3: problem. (laughs) But uh, the internet's weird.
1: But I was
2: um, played quite a few, um, online games of, um, economic games. We played a lot of, um, Age of Steam and, um, Wabash Cannonball. And we had a group of, I think four of us that were playing just constantly. And, um, whenever that kind of all fell apart, he had, um, been talking about the guild and the podcast. And I tried to jump into the podcast at one point, and um, I just didn't get it. Um, and then I made a concerted effort and get through the uh, a whole episode and realized that the drunken buffoonery was um, right up my alley. So um, then I was kind of hooked and started Participating in the in the guild a
0: little bit more. Yeah, it's about the it's about the journey.
1: We get that a lot. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we get a lot of people bouncing off for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah it's weird. That's yeah. fair. Jason's Jason's audio quality. It's, it's all me.
1: Yeah, it's it's my filthy mouth and my terrible his, storytelling.
0: When, well, when his allergies are down, we our reviews go up. But when Jason's <laughs> allergies <laughs> kick in, it's really bad. We start to hit kids. Yeah, that's all right the ice. When his ice maker broke, we, we, our reviews went
1: through the ceiling. We call those the good, the good years. Deck and I <laughs> were just talking about the, the ice jumping. Yeah, We're oh. not trained podcasters. That's right.
0: That's right no one's trained us. That's right.
1: And yeah. we're, we're glad to have you. Oh, I'm glad we, to be here. The, the people that bounce off and then come back seem to be, you know, like there's the early guys, right? Like Duck and Ralph, um, but then the guys who kind of bounced off initially and then came back. there's there's some tried and true guys in that in that mix.
2: Well, I feel like if you if your introduction is through Duck, then, everything else is, you're
0: you're like
1: you're like ready-made for the guild at that's that right. point
0: there's a filter and then there's like a really fine filter <laughs> like that's a that's
1: some reverse osmosis that's right, right there yeah. the,
0: the cheesecloth <laughs> <laughs> all right so um lawrence there is a quiz there uh, is. i want to let you know it is optional you don't have to take it um, and you do have an option of whether this actually is an interesting quiz because the intern did not prepare this quiz. This was prepared by a different guild member because one of the hosts of the podcast forgot to tell the intern until the day before that we needed a quiz. So the intern got the day off.
1: All, He's my,
2: He's All my studying of Braxton's recent playlist down the,
3: uh, down the- <laughs> <laughs> Through your curve. Yep. yep.
0: And with this host, with this uh, member, guild member, I'm not even sure if the answers are correct. At least as Braxton, I was usually <laughs> pretty confident that the answers were accurate.
1: And we'll but, never know. There's, so no, Lawrence, there's no internet to look at this. So
0: Lawrence, you're going to pick between myself or Jason to be your partner for this.
2: This kind of threw me a curveball. You know, I had been contemplating this for weeks, um, who to choose, but now... Now I've got a whole different quiz to prepare for so That's right.
0: That's right. Um
2: I I really don't know. I get, I, get, I guess I have to go with Dave just
0: just because have
2: bat. have no idea how many Vietnam <laughs> questions by the
0: mystery That's right. Um and Jason Jason just needs to expand his
1: field of expertise.
0: <laughs> I think he likes reading it secretly. He likes he, asking the
1: questions. I I do. I, well, I prefer not to be asked questions in general. Um, so yeah, I mean, make it, I mean, it, you know, American history or Vietnam. I mean, that's not, that's not too hard to ask. No so, one likes ancients.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, it's a dead period of history. Exactly.
1: So. All right. Um, so should we, should we give Hollywood a shout out?
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's Hollywood. But in case it sucked, I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I haven't seen it.
0: Yeah, um, if it's in there, if you put it in there, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I,
2: I think it'll be okay. Yeah. So probably should have went with uh, Jason then, because he's been playing Vietnam mm-hmm. recently. My... Too,
1: too late. Nope, too late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dave's, Dave's still probably better at Vietnam than I would be.
0: Well, now I just know where all the provinces are because I've been playing Vietnam
1: 65 (laughs) to 75. I've memorized all the provinces. All right. The last quiz of the shit show that has been 2020, I'd like to thank the Oracle for choosing me to guest write the quiz.
3: Nice.
1: That's a good title. Uh, Let's start off with a little who the fuck am I? So you're going to tell me who the fuck this is. Got it. I was born in March. I was born March 22nd, 1817 and became an American army officer during the second Seminole war and the Mexican American war. Later I became a Confederate army officer who served as a general in the Western theater during the American civil war. I am mostly known for my battlefield decisions, be they good, be they good or bad. I am also too busy. <laughs> wow, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna finish that. Uh, uh, who the fuck am I?
0: Okay, okay, so we just have a birthday for him. Yeah, and, then and he was a general
1: that... in the American Civil War in the Western Theater. That there's like 100 yeah. guys. I mean, come on. In. <laughs> I feel like this might be Braxton Bragg. it is I Braxton think, Bragg. Yes. Yeah, that would be the best. So the guess. last the last sentence says, "I am also too busy to write this month's podcast questions." <laughs> <laughs> I pulled the pulled the shoot on that one. Good. Nice. We can keep recording. And and uh, Hollywood threw us a curveball. These are not uh, chronological, which Braxton usually does. Okay. I am, uh, <clears throat> and that's a hint. I'm the only Roman senator to have a house full of servants, a marble stall, an ivory manger, and a jeweled collar that I wore. I've got no
0: fucking idea. I would. Th- he said he's a senator, so he's rich, obviously. Uh, isn't it to be Crassus? Would Would you think? Doesn't? Wasn't there one of the 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 triumvirate guys who was rich, like he was the guy who had the fire department in Rome and everything.
2: That sounds plausible, but Rome is not my period.
0: If so. you have no idea, I would I would guess Crassus, but I don't know.
1: Let's go with Crassus. It is uh, Ignatius, Parentheses. Oh jeez. Oh, Caligula's horse. <laughs> I don't know how horse. A horse was a senator, but Rome was oh, fucked up.
0: Oh, he probably made it a senator. That's probably true. All right.
1: God bless. That's a good that's a good question.
0: Thank God that wasn't the first question because I would have made me <laughs> a lot more nervous about the quiz. We weren't
2: we didn't even get the right species.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A coup attempt to overthrow me in 1984 failed when the military unit assigned to it was sent to harvest corn instead. And it says, hint, I was tried and executed five years later on Christmas Day. I don't know if that hint will help.
0: So the coup coup was in 84.
1: 84. This person was assassinated in Christmas of apparently 89.
2: Which makes it sound like it's not a muslim country i was thinking maybe it was hussein until you said he was assassinated five years later
0: what about the romanian guy isn't there like uh like chichescu or one of those guys it sounds like almost like a balkan type guy because 89 is like you know about that time
2: yeah um i just don't know any leaders during that period
0: was it the romanian guy that was i don't know um Oh, it could be Egypt. When, when did, did he, there was a coup and then he got assassinated? Is that what happened?
2: I thought he said executed.
1: He was tried and executed in 89.
0: Oh, yeah, not Sadat. That's, I don't know. I would guess the Romanian guy. Don't remember his name. Yeah, I've got nothing. It's not like even Ceceșcu, something like that. What Dave
1: said—that <laughs> is that somehow that is correct. Oh, Yes, Nicolai, uh Ceceșcu.
0: Yeah, there—he's yeah, the one that had all the kids in the orphanages and stuff, and like where they were all raised. That by is the correct. St- yeah. They took all the kids away from their parents.
1: Yeah, it's Romania. I worked with a. Uh, You're the- welcome. Yeah, in the in the late '90s, I worked with. A, Thank you, Dave. A, a pair of Romanian sisters, also soccer players, very hot, uh, and their parents fled from that that whole clusterfuck.
0: That was probably all two of them. Those were the two hot Romanian <laughs> maybe soccer maybe, players, but
1: man, I, and maybe that's true. But I've always thought fondly of Romanian women after that. I
0: get it. No, I have no idea. They're they're probably beautiful. We smoked
1: a lot of pot together. Uh, The Germans called me Booby, but the Soviets called me the Black Devil. I flew 1,404 combat missions, Jesus Christ, and participated in aerial combat 825 times. I was only 20 years old when I engaged in my first combat. I was was younger, whatever, uh, in 1942.
0: It's not, not a competition,
1: Jason. <laughs> I mean, come on. During the course of my career, I ca- crash-landed 16 times and survived the war. I was the highest-scoring fighter pilot in the history of aerial warfare. I downed 345 Soviet aircraft and seven American. Who am I? Wow.
0: Yeah, God. I don't know. This guy's Ain't a stud. Not, no error for me.
2: No clue. I seems like that's one of those things that comes up on those random internet 10 <laughs> World War II
1: heroes oh, like, you should know about. <laughs> How
3: dare you. How dare you,
1: sir. Hollywood did the clickbait. <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah. No his idea. His nickname, nickname was Booby. B-U-B-I.
1: B-U-B-I. Black devil. The Black yeah. Devil. Famous. <laughs>
0: famous German fighter pilots. Something that
2: ends in Av. <laughs>
0: nice.
2: Nice. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing.
1: Uh, Eric Hartman.
2: Nope. I was
1: way off. Never in a thousand years. Yeah, no, never. How about. How about some more air? I am a Dutch aviation pioneer and an aircraft designer whose planes were made famous during the First World War. I am often credited with having invented this uh, synchronization device, which enabled aircraft to to fire through the spinning propeller. This is one I would know. No pressure. I'm also an airplane guy.
0: See, that's the problem. These are going to be a lot of airplanes because I know
1: Hollywood is yeah. into airplanes. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood's into World War I airplanes.
2: <laughs> the only World War One plane I can think of is Fokker, but that doesn't sound
0: – I mean like, – There's a Sopwith Camel just because – I'm going to give fluid. it to it
1: because it's Fokker.
0: Oh, is it fine oh. nice, yeah,
1: i'm i'm not I'm not a, I'm not Regis Philbin. I'm not waiting for a final answer. you say that you say the word I'm going to give it to you. Good, I like it, it is Ant, Anthony Fokker?
0: Wow, he wasn't German. I thought he was German.
1: That was I, my confusion. I also thought he was German, yeah. But the synchronization piece
0: nice. Dutch, Deutsch, whatever,
1: yeah, ooh, Hollywood. um. I have a formatting complaint to our free labor. Uh, didn't renumber the questions, so this is question six oh. of question two, which mm. it's going to throw me a little bit. Okay, <clears throat> points off. Uh, how about we name that opposing commander? And I think there's some there's some Braxton homage in here. The Battle of Lycia, fifty two B C my commander is julius caesar of course who is yours no idea
0: i could guess pompey i don't know
1: Uh, let's go um, with that jesus christ these these ancient names always get me uh because I don't know how to break it up, uh, Versingetorix.
0: Oh yeah, he's go. <coughs> Gaul.
1: You see. He's a Gaul. Dave, Dave, Dave had it right there. And let's say, Dave, do you know
0: who did he? Who did you what command? Uh, the Gauls. Which tribe?
2: It's it's one of the factions in um,
1: Falling Sky.
0: Yeah the the
1: the Averni is what he has here.
0: Oh yeah, that that makes the sense. tribe. Yeah. yeah. That's probably true.
1: That's probably. I I hope it's true. For the I'm sake sure of, it's true. It's <laughs> for integrity the sake of the quiz. <laughs> yeah,
0: integrity. We have to be concerned about.
1: Oh,
3: here's more. I'm gonna post this in the in the chat here in a second. The Battle of
1: Hydesby's uh, River. Okay. Is that is that close enough? Could be. I, desp- I despise, uh 326. It's a dead language. My commander is Alexander the great.
0: Unfortunately, that's the only part of it. I need to is, horses. <laughs> yes. It's either the Afghans or the Indians. Oh, uh, but I don't know. I don't think unless we want to get get somebody Persian. But.
2: I, um, I don't even have names to go with those
3: <laughs> okay. factions.
0: Um, I, I want to guess a Persian one. Uh, we'll go like uh, Darius.
1: It is King Porus. Oh, there you go.
0: Okay. Lauren should have done that one.
1: Seriously. <sighs> this this one's a little bit closer. The Battle of Utah Springs 1781 i am colonel alexander stewart in charge of the british loyalists and you are 1781 1781 and it's it's e-u-t-a-w of course it is (laughs) not U T A
3: H. yeah
2: that at least makes a little bit more
0: sense.
1: <laughs>
3: like
0: spe- spelled yeah. just like Utah Beach.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I know my my uh, Idaho public education That's right. gets uh, uh, you know accent gets in the way sometimes, so I wanted to be be clear on that. It's it's not Joseph Smith.
0: <laughs> no, it's not.
1: No, no Ooh, it's not unfair. That's not an answer. That's a uh, hundred proof bourbon in my nose.
3: There you go. So it's, it's, against, what's,
0: it's against loyalists, right? So that's a sign that it's probably not a major
3: conflict. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wasn't Ethan Allen the – Oh, bingo. There you go. That's a good one. Green Mountain Boys. Go with that. Ethan Allen.
1: It was Nathaniel Green.
2: Okay. I yeah.
1: Like yeah. Ethan. Ethan Allen's a good good pool though.
0: Yeah. Furni- excellent so, furniture. Yeah, they still exactly. sell them. furniture, yeah. right? It's good.
3: How about the
1: siege? Oh, this is my wheelhouse. I like I like this question. The siege of Port Linebacker. Arthur. Linebacker. Linebacker, yeah. <laughs> Linebacker 2. The Siege of a little, little bit earlier. Le- the, the siege of Port Arthur, uh, 1904, 1905. I am General Anatoly Stolsel. Who are you?
0: Well, it's a Japanese guy, right? Hey,
1: it is a Japanese guy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have known this, but. Yeah, this is, I like this this era.
2: I've got no Japanese names to guess.
0: Is it a baron? Is it like a Japanese baron? Like, uh, I mean, we could just throw out some Tanaka. Throw okay. out like some generic.
1: <laughs> Kagushi, Musashi.
0: Yamanaka, Yamagata, uh it there there I thought there was a baron like Tsumi Tsuji I don't, I don't know that's, I don't
3: know.
2: yeah I don't I don't have any guesses
1: I'll take that as a as a nil that's right and uh general baron nice pull Dave I, I knew it was a Baron. you're close yep <laughs> general baron uh Nogi Marisuke um so close. So close. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fake news. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Megiddo, 1918, the culminating battle of the Palestine campaign. I am General Sir Edmund Allenby of the british commonwealth
0: <laughs> who are you okay this guy's name if you know this one because this i just read uh salad La- no no it's not
1: Saladin. it's, a, it's <laughs> like is, a pasha He's palestinian
0: though no it's like a pasha uh something because it's uh i've just read lawrence in arabia and uh De- dev des Dev Pasha, Jesus. I don't know. Sorry, I failed you, Lawrence.
2: Pasha
1: Saladin. Nice.
0: What is uh, how,
1: how, how about Chairman General? Oh. Lyman okay. Von Sanders.
0: That's cool. He wasn't really in charge. The locals were running the show.
3: That's fine.
1: Oof, that was a rough one. It's time for name that operation. I will give the military battle or plan. You give the operation's name. Got it. Give I'm the te- operation's name. I'm already,
0: I'm already texting curse words
1: to Hollywood for the record. <laughs> yeah, seriously, the Battle of Inchon, 1950. These are these are mostly very very hard. The Battle of Inchon in 1950.
0: was a landing, I, I assume. Yeah.
1: And we're looking for the
2: operation name. That is correct.
1: This is, we've played this game. Yeah. You, thinking- you, you and I, Lawrence.
2: I remember the game. I don't remember the
1: scenario. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> I don't know that we played the scenario.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it's a big war. Is it, is
0: it Operation We're Here to Stay this time?
1: <laughs> Never.
0: Like, we really mean it.
1: <laughs> that's, that's, that's not how the Americans roll.
0: Yeah, I've
2: got nothing beyond the Korean War.
1: Dave?
0: I don't know. This was back when names they had good operation names, not names <laughs> this is, now where this they do is like,
1: a pretty solid operation
0: name. They do now, they name them like Operation Desert Tangent or right. something like that. <laughs>
1: right. like, yeah. Operation were, Slippy Slally.
0: Back then they'd be like Skull Crusher. Operation <laughs> yeah. Obliteration. This isn't
1: quite skull crusher. Hmm. Anything?
0: No, nothing.
1: Operation Chromite.
0: Oh Jesus. Yeah,
1: that's a good yeah. operation name.
0: That's a, I, that was a dictionary poll. Somebody flipped open yeah, a page on that right. one.
1: Yeah. Never in a million years would I have gotten that. How about a phase in the Battle of the Atlantic in which Axis U-boats sank shipping and naval vessels off the east coast of America? Jesus Christ. Hollywood's really reaching here.
0: <laughs> I, I
1: feel like well, if I
2: <laughs> – if I like, have seen that new Tom Hanks <laughs> movie from the summer, I might know this. Probably but. not. No. No, no, that's so it's let me re-read it's, re-read Greyhound.
1: This. <laughs> it's Greyhound. Uh, a phase in the Battle of the Atlantic in which Axis U-boats sank shipping and naval vessels off the east coast of North America. The
0: attack of the wolf pack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> phase three. <laughs> no, it's in German, you fool. <laughs> We're looking for Operation something.
0: Operation, jeez. Operation Werewolf. Remember, my answers aren't real answers until Lawrence accepts them.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if someone be- says the right answer, I'll give it to you. But yeah, anything, anything before that. Is-
3: yeah,
2: I've, I've, I've got no um, educated guesses on this one. Operation
1: Werewolf. Operation Drumbeat.
0: Like what? That's like,
3: uh-huh.
0: that's, and that is that the American or the German name for the operation? Who knows? Because <laughs> it sounds like it's more German-driven phase. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would assume German. Maybe that's like a like who's translating that. Maybe we need a more modern
3: translation. Drumbeat werewolf. werewolf. Same thing with German, (laughs) I think. Werewolf
1: is
0: German for drumbeat. Everybody knows that.
1: (laughs) Clearly. How about the hastily conceived plan to evacuate British troops from French beaches after the German invasion of France in May 1940, also known as the Dunkirk Miracle? What was the name of that operation? I had Dunkirk. Yeah, I, I got that. that was the that's the place. What could is it be operation?
0: operation Retreat AF? Is
1: that- <laughs> Peace out bitches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got
2: I've got nothing on the actual operation.
0: Wow, this is actually a good question. Yeah. This is like That's surprising. Dave, I,
1: I assumed you would know this one.
0: I don't read about quitters.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> see, see, if I knew Hollywood was writing the uh, um, oh, questions, I would we're, have. We're I would have, would have, I would have watched some all the recent two. Um, yeah. World War II movies. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I don't. know. Nothing. I never know nothing. the names.
0: I don't know many names for operations.
1: Operation Dynamo. Okay. Ah, um, that's a uh,
2: one of the nothing. scenarios in France Forty.
1: Sounds familiar. There you go. Yeah it does sound familiar that's that's kind of where i was if if i recognize it i i I just assume dave knows it
0: well i assume they try not to make them specific to what they're trying to do like okay don't put Dunkirk in the name in case anybody knows (laughs) (laughs) they intercept the plans
1: how about this one noted as a game that tests hand eye coordination and fine motor skills
3: while removing objects from a patient uh operation operation <laughs> you, was, that
1: is that is correct <laughs> oh, he's got jokes
0: he's got jokes he's that's got good. jokes
1: operation by milton bradley he says <laughs> that's, good. Uh, that's good shit yeah <laughs> butter,
0: butter fingers
1: i enjoyed that question a lot was i was going to say jaws of victory <laughs> that's right that's right. just to blow it uh, and here's a bit of a curveball the first air cavalry—that's the whiskey talking. The first air cavalry division's relief of the besieged Marine Corps garrison at Khe in 1968. What was the name of that operation?
0: First of all, Jason, it's pronounced cavalry. So <laughs> it's
1: not. That's that's. <laughs> As as a young <laughs> as a young Protestant, I got that drilled into me. That's the hill where Je- Jesus died.
0: That's yeah, exactly.
1: The first Air Cav Division relieving a besieged Marine Corps garrison at Quezon, nineteen
0: sixty eight. See, Jason would have given when you want to hear this. I, Jason. There's a yeah. game,
1: there's a game named after this. Pegasus. That is correct. Are you serious? That was that good. is correct. Nicely wow. done. Good job. I'm Lawrence. proud, Lawrence. I'm proud. That's that's
2: thanks to uh, backdoor. He was playing Operation Pegasus. That is correct. And talking it yes. up. <laughs> yes.
1: Dave, before I get more whiskey after this question, what time is it?
0: Oh man, is this is the time where I have to do something. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's time for bonus. So basically we have bonus questions and traditionally the bonus questions have always been worth as much as any of the other questions. Um, they are bonus, but like the idea of the bonus questions is it gives you an extra chance to earn bonus points or lose bonus points, depending on how you do on them. So while they count for you, if you get them right, they also count against you. Hence their name is bonus questions. Lawrence, is that clear?
2: Yeah, so they counted for me and against you.
1: Right. <laughs> Correct. Okay. And, and you're on the same team. And so both it's, of us. <laughs> yeah. So facto, yes. Uh, Hollywood's taken, taken the liberty, which, how dare you, Hollywood? He says, uh, no one ever seems to understand bonus, so I've taken the liberty of clearing it up. According to Webster's bonus noun, something welcome and often unexpected. That accompanies or enhances something that is itself good
3: these questions
1: are an added bonus i hope that helps yes he also and this is a huge huge clue he says i call this the yodel or modal questions
0: oh yeah i've seen these okay good Yeah. yeah time to rack up the points
1: so it's yodel or modal Maybe he
0: didn't understand that these count the same
3: as all the other (laughs) ones. (laughs) Uh,
1: Was chosen by Hitler to be the chief of operations staff of the newly formed, oh, Jesus Christ, Oberkommando der Wehrmacht on 23 August. Wow, he even went with a European uh, dating.
0: OKW.
1: OKW, yeah. Oberkommando, yeah. I mean, that's...
0: It's Over. called. It's no one calls it. It's called. It's okay. To be. Well,
1: that's fine. Over commander, Dr. Even Dr. the Germans. Mox. Even
0: the Germans are like that's too much. Whatever.
1: Uh, on 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 twenty three August, nineteen thirty nine, just prior to the German invasion of Poland, is that Yodel or Modal?
0: I'm thinking it's a Yodel.
2: I have a vague idea of who Modal is, but I have no idea who. Yodel is no, It's totally
3: it's, 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 it's modal It's totally modal
2: We'll go with modal
1: <laughs> You're going modal? Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll go modal It's, sure. it's yodel
0: That's it, you see,
1: liar uh, <laughs> It's not yodel oh, this, this question fucked me up Heidi Klum, yodel or modal? Neither, she's a model She's a model. <laughs> or a yattle.
3: <yodel. laughs> oh, Hollywood's fucking this up. Uh,
1: led the northern assault on Kursk during Operation Citadel, a plan which had caused great con- controversy within the German high command.
0: Can, can you type in con- c- controversy? I'm not <laughs> no. familiar with that. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe co- controversy. <laughs> it's,
0: again, I'm thinking Yodel. This sounds like something Yodel would have done.
1: We'll go with Yodel. It's modal.
0: Damn it. We're
1: not doing good on these
2: 50 50 uh, questions This Pretty question,
1: much. yeah, this will this, fuck yeah. me up. Uh, uh, a form of singing which involves repeated and rapid changes of pitch. Between low pitch chest register and the high pitch head register or falsetto,
0: definitely modal. Like modal lay hee hoo, modal lay hee hoo.
2: Can go, go with against Dave and say yodel. What? Fair.
0: Nice. Uh, what? Nice.
3: I even demonstrated
0: yodel. it. Bullshit.
1: Can, can you do that again?
0: What, you want a ringtone? Yeah, for the rest yes. of
1: <laughs> no, One more time. We'll get, let's get a clean cut. Three, two, one.
0: Mod lo le Mod lo le
1: Perfect. And scene. We're done. All right. We can That's wrap. It. Okay, boys. Everybody. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> uh, had his launch interrupted when the British 1st Airborne Division dropped into the town at the start of. Operation Market Garden.
0: Modal, for sure. Modal. He was eating yodels, ironically. Modal was eating yodels, yeah. That's right.
1: Nice. And wait, podcast listener, there's more. Extra bonus bonus.
0: He had more modal yodel jokes. There's
1: more modal yodels. <laughs> Hold it, this is bonus bonus? Yeah.
3: No, the bonus, bonus. bonus, No, so no
1: they don't. <laughs> <laughs> These will only count for you, I think, because it's bonus bonus. A double, double, a double positive is a negative negative. I don't know. Uh, was arrested by British troops on 23 May 1945 and transferred to Flensburg POW camp and later put before the International Military Tribunal at the Nuremberg trials. Was that Yodel or Model?
0: Definitely Model. Yeah. Um, but I think he's probably the one of the more mispronounced German officer last names because I don't know if people always call him Modal. I don't know if that's.
1: How else would you pronounce d- it?
0: Modal yodel. Or <laughs> Yodel. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some guys say model because you know, it's, it's a different way. We wouldn't pronounce that name that way normally in English. By we, I mean all of us American speakers. Okay. Like, would you if you saw that? Would you think it was modal? I wouldn't have thought that that was pronounced modal. What is your
1: answer? Oh, sorry, it's modal. Model. <laughs> okay. Uh, how, it's model. <laughs> how I would pronounce J O D L is yodel. It is yodel.
0: Oh, is that actually yodel? That
1: is yodel. Is there a yodel? There's really? a yodel. <laughs> 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 Despite the answers, yes. There's the odal. J-O-D-L. Yeah. Sure it's not, I'm
0: sure it's not jottle jottle
1: Yeah. That's how that's how I would pronounce it.
0: Yeah, I've never heard of that guy.
1: And there's one more. November of 1940.
0: Now my world's turned upside down. I don't know what the answer could be.
1: <laughs> he was he was assassinated or oh Jesus Christ. Let me start that over. You're like, this Cut. is serious. Yeah. Uh I said assassinated. What I meant was assigned. November of nineteen forty. Same difference. He was assigned to lead the Third Panzer divi- Panzer Division. <laughs> was that Jesus Christ? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can read. I read every every what? day.
0: Is it Heidi Klum? Yeah. Heidi
2: Klum? Pan, the Panzer Division that. that was Chiang Kai Shek? Right.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> The panker, the panko division was the General Sal's chicken.
0: Nice. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, breaded. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Crunchy. November 1940, he was assigned to lead the third Panzer division. Was that yodel or modal? I'm guessing modal. Yeah, I'm going with modal. Modal is correct. I fucked this all up.
0: By the way, I got an air fryer the other day. I'm a big fan of the air fryer. Uh, Lawrence, you have an air fryer.
2: I, I do not. I've heard lots of lots of things about air fryers, but um,
0: good for
1: wings. The wings yeah. are really good. So, yeah, is is it okay for you guys with the family of four?
0: What do you mean, I, like, the not enough food?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we, it doesn't
0: we, make a lot, right?
1: It doesn't make a lot, and we have five people, and we have uh, two teenagers which is but, like six adults.
0: Well, I got the 10 court one, like the bigger oh, wow, one. Oh jeez. Wow. That's so a good the one. 2 for 7.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to flex on me. That's what, that's well,
0: right. Well, no, I just I just wanted it for uh the wings cuz I like the idea that you could take the frozen mm-hmm. wings and yeah. just throw frozen wings in there. Man, my wife was like, "This is the best thing you've ever they're, made." They're and that that then, then that kind of hurt my feelings cuz I made quite a few <laughs> things and that was not a lot of effort for that. Uh, but
1: a little shade.
0: Yeah. It came yeah. out really well though. So but it is a lot fat. of work. Like my – the guy who recommended it was like, oh, there's like no cleaning involved. There is cleaning involved. Uh, there's dripping and stuff like that. So
1: so I'll say my sister-in-law doesn't clean her air fryer. Um, and my wife made some chicken nuggets for our son in her sister's air fryer and was horrified because she apparently was in the same camp as your your buddy and was like, oh, yeah, you don't have to clean it. And it was yeah, disgusting. It's not, it's not yeah. a cast
0: iron skillet. Right, like you're not right. supposed to add flavor <laughs> with the previous. There's st- no seasoning happening. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I clean it, Um, but I, I'm pretty got pleased blessed. with it. I was pretty pleased with it, but I did go for the larger one. So I got a deal over Christmas. So I tried it. There you go, Lawrence. You can enjoy all the wings you need. Just cook them up. Yeah. In your
1: house and, and 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 so I think the idea is like you can cook like the the wings and the fries together, but it doesn't. You got to leave some air in there to to fry.
0: It yeah, the capacity is smaller than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like when I, once I I could stick about sixteen wings in there, but yeah, once oh, I made that's them, still, yeah, they were that's, they were that's like oh. I do them in two layers. And the, the girls are like, oh, they're great. But then they're like, we want more. I'm like, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was like, it's going to be 18 minutes. <laughs> you
1: got to wait uh, 18 to 22 more minutes. That's
0: right. So, yeah. Nice. But Lawrence, it might be perfect for you, for your, your wild gaming lifestyle. It the, the uh, yeah. might be the perfect size.
2: That It's true. I got to be able to cook wings on short notice and um, – yeah.
0: And you, people, know, and, and you don't no want to make more than 18. Really make me jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Lawrence will be like, do not make more than 18. <laughs> <laughs>
1: how dare you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? But Second like, of all, I'm on it.
0: We're going to put a maximum of 18, and then I'll see how I feel <laughs> after I eat these 18 Eighteen's
2: 18 is <laughs> like the perfect number.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. But not if you have two kids. Yeah,
1: yeah, for one or two people, but for – Two yeah. to four people. That's 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 just not enough. Yeah, My,
0: and, and you can't make them when like your people are coming over to play Euro games and stuff at no, your house too. so because no. they're going to mess up all your you components. Yep, I Don't let those people in the house. Yeah, but, oh, and by the way, Lawrence is a Euro game player, also, right?
2: That's that's I mean, debatable. No shade. Oh, yeah.
0: oh come on! Like are you trying to hide from it now?
2: I, I am. I I can test the. Validity of um, Manila being a Euro game.
0: <laughs> you're literally pushing uh, ships oof, up, up wow. a bunch of waves.
2: <laughs> what else would it be? I don't know. There's a lot of randomness, so. Um,
0: wow, and so you're, you're saying it might and, be a and, bad and, war game or bad Euro game.
2: And Dave won, so. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't
1: know. Well, I won the but first that, like, time... Splatter Games are Euros, right? I,
0: I won the first game, and let me put it this way. I, it was basically, like, how I won. I hear I stand a tournament. I won it, and then at the end, I'm like, the next day we played him I'm like, yeah, I don't remember how to play this game.
2: Yeah, like, we... Dave had no idea on the rules of the game, but... <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> a
1: Euro game. He, he, yeah. he dominated, so... Um, <laughs> that's yeah, a so Euro maybe game. it is a Euro game. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go, like, with, like, maybe arguing against like a splatter game being a Euro, but it so sounds worker, like Dave work, won. It,
0: it's bidding and worker placement.
1: That's it. <sighs> well, yeah,
0: it is. Hmm? Um, maybe,
2: maybe it is. It's a, um, but it's, it's fun. So it can't be a Euro game.
0: Yeah. Lauren, wow. Lauren, shade. Can, can... Can can you can you review the premise behind the game for the listeners? Are you not willing to go down this path? You
1: guys guys got (laughs) let's see five, seven, nine out of whatever questions. So that's that's a good showing on the quiz. On the quiz, what's
0: what's the premise behind Manila, Lawrence? So Um, Manila,
1: yeah,
2: it is a. I think I described it when we played as a push your luck game, but I'm not even sure it's really push your luck. It is. Um, I had it described to me as kind of, um, Is this kind the of game like the craps? boats. It yes. is. Yes. Okay. It, and okay. He, he, there, he's, he's, he's going to yes. try
0: to say that there's combat, but it's really just two pirate spaces. We <laughs> <Yeah, really still laughs> steal stuff off the boats. There are pirates. <laughs>
1: um, there pirates. Are, um, is this you, th- you, this is like the the Freedom and Freeze, uh, a
2: law game? No, it's the guy that did Container. Um,
1: okay. The, um, also, also a Euro game. That's okay, right. he's not
0: helping his cause, but that's why he's like it's the guy that did that other very popular Euro game. They're,
2: they're when you said Manila, games. I was
1: thinking like it was just like a World War 2 game. They're in the Philippines. No, um, no, not at all. There's there are
2: four commodities. Um, we're still not sure what those commodities are.
0: Um, one of them's jizz. We're pretty sure one <laughs> is jizz. Yeah, <laughs> delicious.
2: Maybe two. Um, we don't know um and you basically yeah i felt like
0: like with the first night we played when we were all drunk on moonshine rich was fine with me calling that one commodity jizz the next time we played it sober i felt like half halfway through the game he's like okay that's enough like enough of the jizz (laughs) like that's (laughs) like then i just doubled down which is the only way to do it with jizz? You got to, got to double
2: down on the jizz. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody knew what you were talking about, so
0: um, <laughs> it was so obvious.
2: So, you have um, three canoes and and, and four commodities. And what, are the,
0: what are the names? What are the names <laughs> no,
2: of the commodities? No, oh fuck! Um, what are, what they are they called? Are
3: they? <laughs> That no, part it. of me really wants to let Lauren just go through this, but I can't do it. Don't no, say it's I a punt. It's can't, it. a punt.
2: yeah.
0: They're not canoes. They're punts. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh,
2: totally, totally uh, different. And no. <laughs>
0: um, oh fuck me. And the and, name the name of the four commodities are.
2: Um. Jizz and three others. I I I I got nothing. (laughs) Can we do is spice one of them? Can we no? It's even
0: weirder than that. There's they can't even Uh, give it normal names.
2: No, yeah, it was there was something that looked like coffee. We were all sure that there was one that was coffee. It was not coffee. Why didn't Um, you just play? It was like like, Medici or something.
1: What is going on here?
2: Whose idea was this? It was it was my idea. Um, But it it's it's a fun game, right, Dave?
0: Yeah, I thought it was fun. It, it but, was okay. It's. I mean, it. It was much more fun when we were drunk, and the more yo, I learned, yeah. the rest- fast,
1: fast flowing forest fellers is also a lot of fun, and also has boats, and also has hello. The,
0: that's called root. We call the game root. Don't don't insult <laughs> everyone. <laughs>
2: so so basically, you're you're betting on. um There's different ways to bet. It's kind of like craps, and there there's a whole bunch. You can bet against boats make it into port. You can bet against boats making it into the uh, port you can um, bet on pirates hijacking a boat on their way Um, and so you're just kind of making these bets and but also buying shares in the different commodities I I
0: got the thing up here so I got what the commodities are and I don't think you told us this is what they were you told us something else they're jade ginseng silk and nutmeg
1: Jins, jinsing.
0: No. Is that not what they are? No,
2: th- th- I think that's what they are. I think I did, um, but I think it was at the <laughs> end of the first, first
1: night. And and he told us so Dave, Dave. Dave, you already said there was moonshine. So for of not things? hearing that?
0: I would swear I asked him. He said it's like it's called macam, and I'm like, what is that? Like I've never even heard of it. He's like, oh, I don't know. We're like, he we
2: came up yeah, out. No. That, that that is true. There was one that was like I don't know what the fuck this this is. And I think that was like the one that looked like um a fabric or something in
0: Was that I'm sorry, was that jade or nutmeg? Which one were you having trouble with? On that the
2: silk, was that the silk one? <laughs> I'm assuming it's silk.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe it's another
2: name yeah. for it. Yeah, I gotta think that there was in the rule book I was reading from there was um
0: the translation problem. Yeah. <laughs> what
2: were a um <laughs>
1: Jizz, sing.
0: <laughs> That's right. There you go, Rich. I didn't make that up. That's actually what it was supposed to be. All right. So keep on I going. You so, so you've got these three punts.
2: Yes. Boats. And um, so you've got shares in these commodities that <laughs> you get two of them randomly dealt to you that are secret. And then um, each time a punt with that commodity um, makes it to port, that share price increases so you have an incentive to <laughs> make the punt that you have shares in um, increase. So good. Uh, and basically at the, be- the biggest decision you have to make is at the beginning of a round, there's an auction um, and you're bidding for the right to buy another share at the current price and you get to choose um but you also get to decide which three commodities are going to be uh out of the four commodities are going to be put on a punt um and you get to also i I, I
0: think this is going to be a regular feature where we make the guest host describe the (laughs) (laughs) rules and
1: then
2: and then you get to move the punts forward um a total of nine spaces. The The board is divided up into a total of like 13 spaces that the punts have to go. And then, so you get to put one punt or two punts or even three punts, um, forward. How many out of a combination of nine total spaces? I know it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> And then
0: you roll the dice. You roll dice. Yeah, and that's then fine.
2: and then everybody puts their <laughs> pawns on a put places their worker, makes bets based on that, and and then you roll dice, and the pawns move forward, and um, then you roll the dice again after other people or everybody puts out another pawn and making more bets, and then um, you make more bets, and then there's a lot of won- betting. A lot of betting. Then people get to move the punts backwards or forwards, um, depending on what they've um, paid money to do. Um, there's you get some a little bit of control over some of the punts, and then you roll the dice for a third time. And if the punt lands on the pirate space, then the pirates jump on and they take over the boat or or the punt, as it were. And they get to decide whether it goes to the docked space or the um, we sank before we ever made it to the dock space, and um, but then everybody collects money or loses money, um, and then you do it all again. It's good times.
1: Nice. How many times <clears throat> you do that?
0: Twice. Once. Well, no. No. Once drunk.
2: Don't. <laughs> Don't, li- don't listen to Dave. Um, he never knew the rules. He, he won um, the first That's time and, fair. and fair. almost won nice. the second time. He had no idea about the rules. I knew the rules. I came in last all both times, <laughs> yeah. I think. Preach. I do. Uh, yeah. Um, that sounds but, about right. But each time a punt makes it to the dock, um, there's
0: a thought about
1: punt that is hey there, that, hey that word is just killing me.
0: And, yeah. And, and what does this have to do with Manila.
1: Um there are there's, lots there's of punts, punts in Manila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they were they were a trading hub. Ugh, it's so funny. Yeah. So punts yeah. punts came in and punts came out. I yeah, mean, yeah. And you, and you know how M- Manila be?
3: Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I don't remember I did wasn't hanging out by the punt area
3: really.
1: <laughs> you got to get close <laughs> to the punts in Manila.
0: I mean I mean there there were bets going down but they weren't on whether the punts, <laughs> they <would were> on <laughs> punts?
1: Come on. Yeah, I, I thought I'm jealous was, of your guys' gaming weekend.
0: Drunk, drunk, it was it was fun because I didn't know the rules. Second time around, when everyone was sober, not as fun. Like I think it has to be played drunk.
1: So let's let's talk about that gaming weekend. Okay, how dare you? First of all, how dare you get together when the rest of us are looking on, and and you four glorious war, war gamers got together for a weekend of of gaming.
0: Well, I'll let let Lawrence talk about how it got planned, but I kind of came on. I was just going to go by and visit, but then when Backdoor backed out of it, then, uh, ironically, he backed out. Mm -hmm. I I came in to take his spot.
1: Nice. He crept up the back back (sighs) door.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was um, Backdoor, planned it all, Um, reserved a house in the Ozarks, set it all up with um, Mitch, Rich, me, Dave, and then he decided that he wasn't going to go. So we all went down to the Ozarks, and um, fortunately, Dave was there because he provided chairs,
0: tables, um Best Glass. That was the best We got to the place and we realized no one brought Plexi. There weren't <laughs> enough tables. So Mitch had a pickup, so we went back to my house and went through my my goods in the garage, got all my plexi, all my tables, <laughs>
3: chairs.
2: For for the record, I sent out an email saying, Hey, I can bring Plexi if we need any. But nobody responded, so I was like, eh, I guess we don't need Plexi. <laughs> Clearly.
0: Well, once I get my lake house out here that everyone can rent, I'll make sure that there's a section in the garage. Heck yeah. Gaming tables, plug and chairs. Yeah. And apparently you need lights out here too because uh, they don't have a good the lights light. Like we were set up Jaws of Victory and uh, at some point we're like, we better hurry up because we're running out of lights. <laughs> like we can't see these little counters anymore. So, so, yeah. so we did Jaws. We set up Jaws of Victory and did the full thing. And then, uh, during the evenings we messed around with, uh, Sekigahara, uh, Manila. Kremlin. Krim, we played Kremlin. That's right. We played. Hell Kremlin. yeah. And we played, uh, I showed Mitch, uh, splendid little war by legion games. Okay. Yeah. So very uh,
2: well placed at tested game from what I hear. Oh geez.
0: Yeah. So, so, okay. So let's talk about jaws of victory. So first of all, the Ozarks, what'd you think you, have you been out to the Ozarks before? Um,
2: I'd been down to, um, Branson, Silver, Silver Dollar City, um, when I was in high school, um, hadn't ever really been out around the Ozarks, um, for any extended period of time. There's There's a a town
1: called Tightwad, Tightwad, Missouri. Yeah, probably not, but it's not really my area, though. Wow. I I mean, it's, it's on the lakes. That's troubling.
2: Everything's on the lakes. Fair. <laughs> Fair.
1: But you're you you guys are down in Osage Beach.
0: Yeah, we stayed, yeah, we stayed off we stayed in Osage Beach over by the Tantara. So the good news is we we're right by the distillery.
2: Yes, except it kept closing down whenever we tried to
0: go there. It closed every time we'd go. We went there one night. It was like employees' party night. They they closed down the place for the employees. Next night we go in, they were closed in like 15 minutes. So we kept the problem with the area that we were in is it's a little bit away from like the main restaurant areas. So we kept having to drive back up. But the good news was I knew all the spots, so that wasn't. It's a little bad.
3: bit off season, right?
0: Yeah, right. So, and just that area down there, there's not as much down there. Like I live up in the more party area. Parties like more restaurants and Dave's, stuff. More Dave's a party guy. And it's more yeah. developed. Yeah, but yeah, I think it was nice for guys to come out to an area that was like not locked down and just basically was like enjoy yourself and. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: it was um, nice to be able to just go out and. It was like a normal, normal experience. No, um, didn't feel like there was any restrictions for um, COVID or anything like that.
0: I mean, some of the places like we went to Papo's, and the waitresses wore masks and stuff, but they were like everyone's. No one else is like you. Definitely don't see a lot of people wearing it down there. But yeah, so we had a good time. I showed him out to some places. I managed to get him to some good restaurants. I made him listen to some of my uh, hillbilly uh, comedy uh, recordings that I have. Oh, my Jerry Glower. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, we, did some, I, we did. I can't imagine. We did. Is there
1: good Mexican food? where you are
0: Eh, it's okay yeah. it's it's cheesy Midwest Mexican food is big yeah. on the, the 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 queso yeah
1: I'm from um, yeah I'm from Idaho and like a good Mexican place in Boise is like no yeah,
0: so, I mean coming from California we are used to like reds and, we're used to reds and greens as far as t- sauces and here it's queso Midwest uh, is very yeah, into having the, very that right
3: that, yeah.
0: cream that white cheese and we're just not it's not our thing so So we got
1: you got to get the calories on. It's the Midwest. Yeah,
0: winter is coming. So we got the uh, the good news is we got all the plexi there and everything. So we got Jaws of Victory set up. That was going to be a big game for us. So it was uh, uh, Lawrence and Mitch against Rich and I. So Rich and I were the Germans, and Lawrence and Mitch were playing the uh, Soviets. And uh, I thought it was a pretty cool game. Like it's kind of an intimidating game. Like. It's beautiful and it's big. There's a lot of rules and a lot of exceptions. And basically, like I can say that having played for three days as the Germans, that I could play the Germans again, but I would need to read the rules again to play the Soviets because there's just it's a different game for both
3: sides.
2: Yeah, it's it's very much um, designed um, to recreate the experience for for each side so i felt the same way that i i could replay the soviet second front again really well but i would be starting from scratch if i played anything else
0: yeah so so jason like this game is about a particular scenario that happened around it's called the course pocket where the soviets basically uh pocketed this bunch of germans and the germans survived while the uh Relief. The Germans tried to relieve the pocket, so the guys were kind of circled around this supply depot at Corson Airfield. So it it's it starts off with the, the there's no pocket, and then the the one Soviet side led by Mitch and another Soviet side led by Lawrence then are going to try to drive through and pinch it off, and then later on the Germans get the opportunity to try to relieve it. So it's kind of cool. It was an interesting game.
2: Yeah, gotcha. there's definitely. Definitely a lot of, um, I think there's opportunities for both sides to go on the attack. And um, you don't feel like your one player is just really a solitaire player.
0: Yeah, it's it, and it's beautiful. The components are excellent. The counters are great. Like Matt they're matte counters they feel awesome the game looks really nice it does kind of railroad you because we played from the beginning so it's railroading you to try to be like hey make sure you make a pocket like the soviets there's restrictions on where guys can move like you can't move south of this area you can't attack south because they're trying to get the Soviet. they don't want the soviets to just r- roam around because the whole idea is a pocket's supposed to be formed so uh I, I thought it was good and even on the defense there's a ton of choices you have to make like am i gonna try to roll for my artillery like basically you'll say okay my artillery is going to support you try to roll for your artillery to see if they can support uh bringing close air support so even as a defender i felt like i was making choices like pushing our armor into a fight where i because you can there's a couple reaction moves defenders can make so i thought it was pretty fun
2: yeah, and I don't know how much for you there was, but I know Rich had um
3: a so lot of opportunities. Had he well, had yeah. tanks.
2: But he But but he had opportunities to kind of counterattack, and I was always worried about you know, is he going to make an attack here and punch a hole through my infantry line um back behind where I'm making progress and even if he doesn't do it, you're, you're constantly thinking about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, basically Lawrence's uh, penetration was looking less like a bulge and more like a horse penis jutting into the middle of, it was Ooh. just getting longer <laughs> and longer
2: <laughs> balls deep. That, that's what she said.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it was good though. I thought it was a lot of fun and it was a big undertaking for us. Cause it's, it's a big game.
1: That's a big game.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would have liked to have seen, um, it was unfortunate that we kind of stopped where the Germans were going to be able to really start the counterattack and trying to relieve the pocket that we had created. Um, I really would have liked to have seen what happened from that point on.
0: Yeah, I don't know that your pocket was super strong, (laughs) the protection for it, so I was hoping that that was really, I think that would have been interesting too. I think the Germans could have put some serious pressure on that, that southern side, so.
1: Less, yeah. less, Manila, and he could have had more.
0: I know, but th- when he, it gets too dark, Jason, he could is, have had
1: more bulge with less Manila. the
0: the The game, <laughs> the game has stacks like like Labatai level stacking, like where not only do you have, you might have three or four guys in the same hex. Some of those guys have counter st- step things that rotate under them that you have to check to see how strong they are. So one is of the things, not electricity. Well, the lighting in the lodge, the house uh, we were in, was, they don't, they didn't have, uh, can lights. So it was like, uh, what do you call it? The uh, uh, rail track lighting? Track lighting, track lighting. It wasn't yeah. great.
2: Yeah. Fortunately, Rich found the, um, dimmer switch for the, um, kitchen where we were playing, um, before we actually, after we set up, but before we actually started playing, and that made it a little bit better, but it was still, yeah, kind of sketchy. You need some like Klig lights, you
1: need the shop lights out there.
0: Yeah, so so one of the issues is if you're drinking, like it's hard to play the game because like, you, yeah, fair. you have stacks, but, <laughs> yeah. but, but there's 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 rules like okay, there's a zone of control. It's hard to move through, but only if you have an infantry unit with three or more steps in there. And you're like looking at the stack, oh, like fuck. you're like, well, I know I had. It had three steps and it's way at the bottom of that stack but I don't know if it has three steps anymore so then you gotta go down <laughs> and look all the way through it just tell the guy like I guess you're supposed to have them on top so to avoid some of that but you're trying there's the stacking can be a lot and
2: and as your the stacks are supposed to be other than um, the unit on top, um, you're not supposed to look through the other players stacks so it's always like um is there a zone of control there or, or is it just a zone of influence
0: right so yeah and that, and that, and there's constant rules like okay if uh, soviets move through a zone of control they are uh, disorganized if germans move through a zone of control they are re- they're only regrouped Or if Germans need combined arms, they just have to have infantry and an armored unit in the hex for Soviets to get. So it's like constantly like you're back and forth. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's literally different rules for the different sides.
3: Yeah. It's,
2: it's very much you, you know, your rules and what you need to get the, um, like combined arms bonus, but you have no idea what the other side has to have just because it may be so different from what you have.
0: And the cool thing about it, too, is the one thing I did like is uh, there's a lot of randomness. Like I said, you you're gonna, you gonna can fire four artillery units that gives you four artillery strength points. You then have to roll a die to see those four artillery strength points might give you zero shifts or they might give you four shifts or whatever, three shifts. So there's a lot less of going through the stacks trying to figure out your odds for combat and more like I just know I have to attack over here with these guys and let's just hope for the best. Yeah, there,
2: there's definitely you have to plan ahead and get your it's less about strength points and more about getting your force composition right because i had
0: some, right you want to get the shifts right the shifts yeah. are more important than the strength of the units because
2: i had some some attacks that i thought were going to be just awesome based on the raw odds But then, once we ran through all of the modifiers, it's like, oh, we're back down to like one to one, right? right. Um, Because I didn't have as as the attacking player, I didn't have any of the um, didn't have enough of the modifiers to to push it back, and the Germans had combined arb's and everything else to push it back the other way.
0: And it's and it's not a traditional CRT, so the CRT is kind of all over the place. So you'll be like. I rolled a 10. You're like, is that good? Like, You don't know until you look (laughs) at it and you're like, oh shit, it was really bad for me. That's cool. Yeah. So so I like that it takes that away where the min-maxers will be trying to find the perfect attacks and set them up. Or really, it's just about, hey, main effort here. Let's push it through. Uh, I also liked the way the supply works. You can kind of see things as they're about to happen to you. OCS has a tendency where you can get smoked a turn they can blow through your line Mm -hmm. reserves cut through where this one you might get smoked, but you usually have a turn or two to see it coming because the supply chain is just a little bit more restricted. I think as far as range.
2: Yeah. And and you have a trade off there that you can try to go out further
0: like lunge, right? Yeah.
2: Supply more units, but get less supply points. Um, it really makes you try to keep your formations together and try to maximize the uh, number of supply points you get back so you can get all of your artillery resupplied
0: yeah that's it. so that's the other cool thing jason you fire the artillery and as you use them, you fire them you use them you flip them so, so you get them all done. Well, then when your turn comes around, you can try to like resupply those artillery units and flip uh, them back. Uh-huh. So you're like desperately trying to keep yeah. your artillery. <laughs> and, and for the Germans, there comes a point where you're like, "Hey, we don't have enough supply yet left in the pocket to feed you guys." So then you just absorb them. You you kill off an artillery <laughs> yeah, you unit. Guys are and, yeah. Report to your local infantry uh, uh, S one. You know they have to report that they, just, <laughs> they get made into infantry units.
2: Yeah. the The big thing is when. Um, the Soviets cut off um, the pocket then the Germans get so many um, supply points in the park, the pocket to then resupply um, artillery and everything else and then they have to it's like well if I keep resupplying this then I may not to be able to keep all my units in supply in which case I can't attack at full strength or do everything else and and so it's a real. They're 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 trying to conserve the supply points, but they still need to spend them, and and it's a real big trade off for them.
0: So yeah, I think so. My assessment of the game is, and I I played through it previously. I think I talked about it on podcast about the the looks of the game and the play. Uh, yeah, I love the little things like the anti-tank fire where you can lose a battle, but still roll low on the on your side of the roll and knock out an armor step. And there's a lot of those cool. I like the way that players have limited control over the way combat works out. Um, but it's very specific to this one campaign. And I think it's a lot of effort and time to put into learning this game. So if you want to play course in pocket, yeah, absolutely. But... I don't know how well it would transfer over. I don't think they, I think it'd be tough for them to be like, Hey, we're going to make another, another two or three games based on this period using these rules. Yeah.
2: I I think it's very much um, pigeonholed into this situation. And a lot of the concepts might transfer to other situations pretty well, but I don't know that, um, it would be an easy transfer to those other situations.
0: Yeah. Hey boys, I'm going to have to hit the head. So the Miller light is coming back. (laughs) I'm
3: going to get a drink. All right. (laughs) All right, I'm back. I'm ready to go. (laughs) Okay, good. We'll see what Jason's up to. I'm back. Okay, good.
0: Yeah, so I think Jaws of Victory was good. I enjoyed it. We really got into it, but it t- did take about two to three hours to get up to speed on how to play it.
2: Hey. But I think once we really got started playing, we moved pretty fast.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, once we got into it.
1: It looks cool. That that company seems to be getting some, some love on the fringes of wargaming.
2: The other thing I would say I really liked the way it handled um, tank anti tank combat because you can throw a um, anti tank unit into a stack that you thought was going to be attacked and it could really screw over the Germans because you might get a one third or fifty percent chance of taken a step loss on any attack that they make um and that's completely separate from the normal combat
0: yeah so the way it works is basically you've got uh, black dots which are more like defensive anti-tank dots and then you've got white dots which are like kind of uh, offensive uh dots anti-tank dots on them so like you might have a anti-tank gun that's got three uh, black dots on it and so basically when the guy when the german's attacking you and he rolls his 2d6 for the hit he's rolling a red dot and a black dot well the red dot if it's lower than the number of is it black and white dots or is it just the black ones
2: i think it's black and white, but right. a lot of times you'll just have right, the, the black dots. So if it's
0: equal to or lower, then regardless of how the actual combat went, he has to knock off an armored step. So you'll have sometimes where both sides will knock armored steps off in addition to the actual damage in the combat. But man, Rich was getting hosed <laughs> on <Yeah. laughs> the tank rolls. Like he would, he would need like he would need like a five or less on his die, and 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 I think. Uh, Uh, Lawrence would have like a one or two and Lawrence would roll. Rich would roll for the combat and the red die would be one and the black die would be six. So Rich would not lose anything. Like Rich would lose an armor step and Lawrence suffered like zero casualties.
2: Yeah. It was, it was kind of crazy that I was soaking off so many armor steps without him doing really any damage. Um, And it was kind of the, um, Luck of the draw, but at the same time, it was.
0: It became a theme during the, yeah. during the game as we but went it, on on the weekend.
2: But it was nice to see that they they were kind of separate things. Um, that it was this armor combat is completely separate to the actual role. and you could roll well for the actual um, combat role, but you could still get screwed in the in the uh, armor aspect of it.
0: Right. Yeah. Li- I like the idea that like, yeah, again, like I was talking about, you can work out all the numbers where you're like, Oh, I know I've got 27 to nine here and I've got 32 to eight here. So I'm maximizing all my shifts and you can still get hosed based on
3: the, <laughs> the time. Works.
0: Yeah.
2: By the That's time, crazy. by the end of the weekend, I was looking far more toward the, um, Terrain and other aspects of the combat than i was trying to figure out the raw combat odds
0: yeah i think you i think you start to look at more like you just terrain like
1: the the pirate river in manila
0: no that's, yeah that's right how close yeah. he was how many <laughs> <It's> like, waves
1: <laughs> you, you, you always
2: bet on the pirates but that's <laughs> beside the point
0: yeah this is coming from the guy from the last both times we played
2: <laughs> <laughs> damn Shade.
0: Shade. But, but but yeah, I like that. I like that point because I think that's true. Where you you do start to focus more on the actual uh, terrain, the this, and you do look at the size of the units that you have involved, but maybe more on the mix of them. Like, do I have enough armor mixed in? Um, and so that kind of like feeds into like how you think these fights are going to turn out.
2: I, and I really felt like the um, artillery worked like. I expect it to work um, that you, you, you needed to keep artillery um, back to kind of support the infantry in the defense of the line and, and that sort of thing. Whereas I'm not sure like in OCS or other things you're, you're using artillery. Like I
0: yeah no feel way, like they should be. Yeah. Nowhere near. I mean, I definitely think the artillery was was firing until they were dry on the defense, like until the empty, like you want to fire off everything. Whereas in OCS, you have units where you're like artillery you answer like, yeah, you're not going to shoot because I don't, I don't want to pay the supply to fire you. <laughs> so that's that's a different situation. The artillery, I like that the artillery units in this game have it built into them already. So you're going to fire them if they can fire. But then it's a question of whether you want to reload them as with OCS. You're just always like, I'm not going to shoot you at all because.
2: Well, and for me, as the Soviets, um, there were times where I wanted to move to be able to fire them in defense if I did, and that was like a big choice of, um, and there were times where I moved them forward to kind of help support the front as it moved along, but then Rich attacked where I had vacated artillery support, and it's like, oh, son of a bitch, I should have left them there for another turn.
0: Yeah, the other thing we didn't take advantage of as much was I didn't wasn't aware of the hilltop rule, where if the artillery is on a hilltop adjacent to your defending hex, you automatically get a shift for them. And I was like, I had some hilltops where I just wasn't aware of those hilltops.
2: And, and I think um, I had some advantages where the Soviet handoff on... The interior circle defense was miscommunicated, and neither Rich or you realized that you should be handling those. Yeah, we should. So you didn't running. do anything.
0: We should have been running away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would play it differently. There'd be something, but there was a there was a swap over. I think we would have assigned units differently, knowing how the map was going to look at the end.
2: Well, I, I think it was just a matter of there was a swap over, but not both players realized there was a swap over.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, so it's good. Still strong. I give a strong recommendation, but it requires some investment. And
3: time. Yeah.
2: The great thing about it, and we didn't really get to see it, was that the, after the big German, or I'm sorry, after the big Soviet offensive, the Germans get a ton of reinforcements and get to kind of, go on their own offensive and relieve the pocket. Um, so both players, both sides really get an, a chance to um, be on the offensive, which I'm not sure really happens a lot in other World War II games.
0: Right. Cause you have Wanda operation. Wanda kicks in for the Germans.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: All right, Jason, you have any other questions about your?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It looks cool.
1: It's getting a lot of love.
0: So we played Sekigahara, and so Lawrence Much better. Lawrence that's that's
1: Lawrence. Bet. So I my
0: so I played. I played Rich. <laughs> did did you say Matt? I played Rich. Wow, a, It was a very gambling, How gambling play, but we we're pretty drunk. So that—that's
2: true. And I did play against Rich um, the next night, and. I eventually conceded because I didn't know what the fuck I was supposed to do. Uh, You you can't, you can't man a game you concede.
0: I mean, (laughs) fair
1: enough. (laughs)
0: The the moonshine was going heavy. There were I
1: understand. We
0: we we were doing the moonshine and ginger ale cocktails, and they were going down smooth. I think at that point.
2: Yeah, it's just not my type of game. It's it's more about the bluffing and the
0: suit suit matching.
2: Exactly. Um, you
0: prefer you prefer to bid on rap punts. <laughs> that's and, exactly. And, and there's, jizz. There's not
2: enough punts. <laughs> there, in, in if, if there's no
1: pirates, what really is there to play for? <laughs> I continue to attest. Siki is almost a perfect game.
0: It's it, it, well. It's it's light. so good. It, it, it's fun. It's very it,
1: light. That's fun. yeah. I mean, It's, you it's not screwed. just a victory. It's not OCS. But you it's, can get it's
0: great. on the cards, but uh and so That's then yeah the fun. but it's also
1: did, like two hours right
0: we did bust out splendid little war by legion that i had bought it's spanish american war and i just kind of bought it again because it was on sale and i was really wanting to buy the reprint of dnb and foo because i felt like they they said they really improved a lot of things in that game and i loved the first one so i threw it in uh, for the buy um it's basically a, a game about you know, the spanish american war uh and it's in Cuba where they're trying to uh, take Santiago the capital of Santiago and uh, there's a bunch of scenarios. We tried to play a couple short scenarios. its It's a tactical game where you go from companies to battalions and uh, it was not great. like the scenarios and- were not fun. the small it's- scenarios.
2: And some guildies play tested it, right?
0: Well, yeah. So that's the interesting thing. So it said all good, and was it Duck that tested it also? Yeah,
3: yeah, I think so. And,
0: and when we actually called them up or texted them, they're like, "No, we never play tested that game." <laughs> so
3: it, it wow, is kind of bullshit
0: because they actually play tested the Maori War game, and this yeah. game, this game, felt like it had not been play tested. So basically, this looks like a reprint of a game that was done a couple years ago, and it just looks like a straight reprint. Um, i think there's some interesting stuff in the game like there's rules for like uh uh, black powder units where if they're easier to shoot at because they're black powder like the volunteers the american volunteers had a black powder black gunpowder so it was easier to see where they were because they're they're shooting left clouds so those units are easier to fire at there's rules for yellow fever there's a bunch of different rules it definitely feels like the game was Built to do the full campaign, but you kind of jump from a couple scenarios that do like uh, you know the Rough Riders ch- charge on the the hills that they I forget the name of the hills they attack, but they they the hills they attack, and uh, so you have that one, and that's like three turns and then you have another one that's like two turns and it goes so basically it's you have an hour scenario a half hour scenario and then it goes to the campaign which is like an eight hour scenario we were like we're not we're not
3: doing that
1: scenario this game yeah but yeah if it doesn't work don't put it in the game yeah i I thought i'm I'm all for smaller scenarios but if it if it doesn't do the thing then
0: so some, then of the, don't do it. some of the small ones were like, basically they would have us position troops. And then when you actually look at the way the game works, you realize these guys are never going to be able to get over to the victory hacks. They're physically cannot get there based on the restrictions. So we're like, like they start out a command and it would take them like the exact length of the scenario to even get within rifle range of the victory hacks. So we're like, why even have them on the map mm-hmm, <laughs> for this mm-hmm. scenario? Like they yeah. can't take part. So...
2: It, and you guys had both like units that started on the map and reinforcements that were like that, right?
0: Yeah, we basically did the third scenario, which combines. Uh, the, there's a little blockhouse attack that happens, and then there's uh, the Rough Riders attack. Uh, so they combine both of those together to make scenario three, and after that, you get one, two. The combo three, and then it's the Siege of Santiago, which is everything.
3: (laughs) So it was
0: whatever. I didn't, I mean, I didn't spend a ton of money on it. um, (laughs) But who knows? I don't think I'll ever get Mitch to play the Siege of Santiago with me with that game. So otherwise, it's pretty straightforward just shooting at each other. So there's no card pull. It's just I go, you go type of thing. So that was it. So we did that one, and I think that is all we played. Lawrence, a, is, Lawrence thing, is really Kremlin. into Sekiga. Oh, Kremlin. Yeah. I'd, I'd never played Kremlin before, so Lawrence, do you want to explain that? I was drunk for that, for sure.
2: Um, I don't know that I can explain it. Um,
0: Mitch, Mitch brought it, basically.
2: Yeah, it was a fun game. Um, you bid on... People secretly, secretly in the polyp- yeah, secretly, secretly in the Politburo, and um, you try to make them, um, what's the word I'm looking for?
0: I think basically you invest in people secretly. People, Your competitors don't know you. you've invested in, and you try to make those people that you've invested in advance up the ranks of the Politburo. Sure. And you don't want to tip off who you've invested in because there's people who control members of the Politburo who are in positions of strengths where they can have you sent to Siberia or executed or like removed or sent to the sanitarium.
2: Yeah, and at the end of every turn, um, somebody waves to somebody else, and if if that's good, then you get a victory point and. Somebody waved to me a lot and I won, so it's all
3: good. Yeah, nice. the idea is there's the
0: victory parade or whatever where the if the boss man waves at you, 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 you win points. I was oblivious to that. I was just trying to get keep my – I kept looking down and seeing where are the people I am. Where are they? They're all in Siberia because <laughs> once you invest, that's it. Like you have 10 – uh, 10 points through 1 point, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, and right. to, send in order to invest in 10 people. And that's it. Once you invest in them, those are your people. So you might have invested in someone who no one really thought was going to be good, and then that person starts climbing because secretly one of your opponents has also invested in that person. So you're watching them like, oh, snap, that guy's actually moving up. Like I'm just going to sit back. Like I'm not going to let my buddy know or my opponent over here know that... I also invested in the person, so it's cool.
2: But the game can end early if there are if everybody's in Siberia, which we were close to that.
0: Yeah, because I played something where everyone had to stay in Siberia, like another fun. And there's cards you can play to to change the way the rules work. It was fun. I think it's a good game.
2: Yeah, it 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 was it was definitely like in the Manila.
0: No, it and you was wanted- way better, way better than that. Wow, it was, no. it was not as Euro-y <laughs> That was a heavy euro
1: <laughs> It was. So I'll say, I, I bought, I, I, I bought, I, I bought Kremlin from uh, Mer- Mercury, and then I sold it before I played it. I never bought Manila. Yeah. So.
2: so- they're both good <laughs> games to play oh, while oh you're intoxicated. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, Manila was definitely less fun because we played it the night before I was going to go back home like uh, Saturday night. I'm like, I'm just going to head home tonight. And uh, we played Manila sober. Not as fun. <laughs> and also, you have to make sure Rich actually opens up his can of beer. So uh, That's also important.
2: Yeah, I, I was very disappointed. Also, whenever is there story I, I, Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did a pic. We did a picture. we were all toasted, and then we went oh, back that's in. Right, that's and, and right. La- yeah, and later on, later on, I'm in the fridge. I look in the fridge. I'm like, we had like a uh, six. <laughs> we had six cans. Six cans of that beer. I'm like, why are there? Again. I'm like, I'm like, why are there three cans in here? Like, I'm like, mathematically, how could that have happened? We all had a beer. There <laughs> we were there be- were allegations
2: made about somebody, you know, like screwing over somebody else with the beer, and Rich finally admitted that he. Did not um,
1: open wow. his beer. Wow! And to think, I liked Rich for a little while.
0: It's like Kremlin. Someone's going on trial. Tries to <laughs> <putting somewhere laughs> on trial. All of your trial That's
1: right. you. Go to Siberia. Well, Rich I is mean, outcast.
0: Some podcasts don't have the same standards as other podcasts. I mean, yeah, that's just, seriously, that's how it is.
1: Yeah, some some podcasts will just have any host on.
0: Yes, yeah, so that was it, pretty much, for Ozark. The Ozark one, I thought it went well. I think next time we're gonna get someplace, we'll some someplace that's closer to where I live. Uh, so I don't have to schlep all the
1: plexiglass this far to get over there. Yeah, it, it how was far a great is this time. place?
0: Well, it's like 15 minutes, probably. Oh my
1: gosh, that's so far.
0: I know out here, dude, that's wow. really, that's 15 miles here, Jason.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, 15, 15 miles is like to the Safeway that's two miles away from me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so fifteen miles is fifteen minutes in in this area.
1: It
2: it seemed like BFE, but every time we tried to go to the brewery, it was closed. So I
0: think But we took you over to Casablanca. You had fun over Casablanca. You guys they all drank they all drank water. I had a margarita, that was it. When we went back.
2: Pretty sure I drank a beer, but that's beside the
3: point.
0: Okay. No, it's not. Let's drink that beer let's not argue Lawrence All
3: right.
0: <laughs> so that was it for that one uh we want to do AAC con
1: oh Jesus yeah sure
0: we got a lot of stuff to talk about
1: yeah This would be a good one AACCon con was great I was just thinking today about how glad I am that that con happened
0: oh yeah and I thought it was fine there were no big issues
1: no, none. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It's
0: kind of like how it was out here for this thing. Like we went and we weren't being crazy, and we just went to a couple of restaurants and ate, and then came back, and no one's died. We're all good.
2: It it was great. Um, it was just weird that you came back and everybody was like in the room, but you felt like it was when everybody was out for lunch. It was it was
1: just huge <laughs> room, so few people. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I think, and it, uh, the intention actually was to have the other side too. So that just shows uh, we were able to renegotiate with the hotel and get it to where we just had our side because obviously that wasn't going to happen. So hopefully next year we can get the other side and just I think we're going to have high attendance. I so. That's the
3: plan. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Jason, would you play?
1: Oh, I played a lot of Vietnam games. Uh, and I for got, the
0: for the uninitiated, real quick, AC Con, this is our advanced after combat con that we run down Dallas. It's run by Medicine Man. So uh, invite only unless you've been a guest host. Yeah. And then you can bring yourself in a plus one. So
1: And it's really the like the premier wargaming convention because it's invite only. So it's a very curated experience. Um, so I got in a little bit early. That's right. Um, because I bought my tickets in February of list of this year, so nice. <laughs> not yeah, obviously not knowing everything. Um, so I I came in, and I, I think I was supposed to get in on like Tuesday at one p.m., but I ended up getting in Tuesday at like nine eight nine p.m. Uh, because my flight got canceled and rearranged. Um, But then Wednesday before the room opened, Ralph and I hooked up uh, and we spent like two hours just like on the ground floor, just kind of catching up. Uh, And then he and I played um, front toward enemy, the multi-man publishing game. Yep. A lot of fun, lots of, lots of, uh, and, and ralph like you dave you know he's he's kind of he, he digs that kind of tactical vietnam style so he and i played that for a while um and then everybody kind of piled into my room and everybody started drinking and then the game stopped which is which was fine um, Thursday. Yeah, I, I brought a bottle of
0: bourbon, so I'm probably responsible. There's, for that. <laughs> there's a lot of drinking. And I thought it was funny. We had a uh, cop Brian there. I got to meet him. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's so funny. He's cop okay. Brian. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just Dave. They're like, nope, you're Dave. He's, he's you're Dave. <laughs> no, you're
1: Dave. He's cop Brian. You're not cop Dave. You, but you know, when we started this, you wouldn't have wanted to be cop Dave. No. no. Exactly.
0: I still don't and, know if
1: I, and and you had the choice, and he doesn't have the choice. So he's right. he's got Brian, and, yeah. and you're just it. That's right. I don't want to keep... be. I don't want to be, bim modeler Jason. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Yeah, that doesn't have a ring to it no. as much. No. Though uh, it's
1: available on Gmail.
0: I think if you want to grab I that.
1: Did... <laughs> bim Bim underscore jason at gmail.com maybe maybe i'll get a lot bim modeler is yeah modeler underscore jason and that's (laughs) and and what's funny is i i i like uh i identify with that but that's like eight years in the past um and then thursday was 18xx with tank jason and cousin jed The the younger the tank, tank Jason. The, the tank had it coming Jesus. out this time. It oh, was, Jesus! They, they it was glorious. Famous. It was glorious, and that was that was I, so much fun hanging out with those guys for the full day. Um, and and Tank Jason and I have have had some interactions online, but but playing that game with him for the day was just so good.
0: Um, talk talk about a guy who earned his nickname. Some guys going to be like. Oh, you're playing with tank tomorrow? Oh, stand by, buddy. <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, don't, what's this guy gonna be like?" fuck around. Yep.
1: <laughs> tank, tank, Jason will fuck you up. Um, and then Ralph and I on Friday played Vietnam, 1965 to 1975. Um, and I and I kind of left some time in the evening for some RPGs, but like there were, I don't know. There were 15 people or something, so we did an RPG, which was fine, because we just kind of, Friday night was like the, the night to just kind of hang out and do everything. Vietnam with Ralph was great, of course. Uh, Saturday was Mitch and I played City of Confusion, yeah, that which cool. is a that high-flying cool. dice game, which I had played solo like way, way, way back in the day. And solo wasn't great. And uh, Paul, I kept, Bra- I, kept,
0: I kept coming by, and one guy'd <laughs> be like, "Oh, I'm winning," and then Jason'd be like, "I'm winning," and then Mitch would be like, "I'm winning." <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so it's a Paul Roerba game, and and he kind of uses a similar system throughout all of his games, and they're they always just kind of barely miss the mark, right? Um, and instead of confusion, was kind of this the same thing. Where surprisingly, the system did did pretty well with Way. Uh, so, City of Confusion is the the it's I, I think it's I think it's the latter two weeks. Maybe it's the whole month of the kind of siege of Way, where um, the the, the, the
0: um, yeah, you guys are fighting. The Marines are fighting back into the town.
1: So the yeah so the 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 Northern Vietnamese Army comes in and the NLF is kind of in the citadel of Way, and then the Marines are kind of outside south of the river, and it's this whole and and and, and as I say, as I say this I, I probably should have prepared, but it it feels like the whole month and the, when I played it solo I gave up after. You know, six turns or something, but Mitch and I play that game all day on Saturday, all game or all day. We played the whole game, Mitch won by one victory point, and it was like 102 to 101 or something like that nice. at, at the end of the day like six hours of playing it was fantastic and well it sometimes does it's better when good...
0: when you have somebody else who can carry part of the load of running yeah. the game right and so, so it's like... it
1: was he he knows you know what what the u.s is trying to do i know what the what the vietnamese are trying to do and there were a lot of rules questions and i wrote them all down but like he and i playing this game just kind of in that moment was so good and and the we let we let the rules that were kind of fucked up kind of get out of the way um and just had a great time with the system had a great time with the game city of confusion um and and really because mitch and i are both obviously huge vietnam guys um and it was just just so good and then you know saturday night was uh oh shit what was the name of the game
3: Mexico Mexicoan
0: Mexican. Mexicoan.
1: <laughs> Mexicoan. Yeah. And uh so we played uh naval war something, whatever. Um, that kind of light card game. And then pretty Dave sure was, I won that. You did win that, yeah. And then Dave was like, fuck you guys, let's play Mexicoan. And uh we were all pretty fucked up about three minutes into that game, and Tank Jason yeah I just started, his
0: I, I started work in tank I started work and and, he, and,
3: and actually he, I I think I was, threw down.
0: I think I was gentle on the way the game's actually supposed to work because the way it's actually supposed to work is when you roll it's basically like a liar's dice version with 2d6 undercut but when you roll and you pass it to the guy and he pulls it you take it back and you roll again and you just keep working him until he oh, accepts see. your role so i don't think we were playing it quite that way but we
1: were all pretty drunk and yeah. we're not 20.
0: that's right yeah or 21. <laughs> i said
1: <laughs> "Fuck this shit, i'm out which is probably safe
0: but yeah so so mexico was mexicoan, mexicoan was fun
1: it was a lot of fun
0: and that was where like we were just all sitting around i'm like Fuck okay, it, give me two dice and a cup.
1: <laughs> because Dave and I were both pretty adamant that we didn't want to do the state of the podcast because yeah, that was, no one
0: cares. That's gets to be too much. I know. So what about you, Lawrence? What'd you do? Tell us about Barbarossa and Axis Empires.
2: Let's let's ignore Barbarossa. <laughs> I mean that's <laughs> We played Axis Empires, and um,
0: <laughs> and we had five five players, full thing. Took all the creek dice and
2: And who all was uh, it? It you Paul Ross, uh, Roundhill, Dave, and I. That's the vibe, right? And, mm-hmm. and,
0: and we picked it up. For, it was nice because we picked it up from the uh, game that we played up till 1939 online. And then we brought that game to the con and it just started the fighting from there.
2: Right. And I'm not blaming Pete, but I'm blame, blame, blaming Pete.
0: Because um... <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence took over from Pete for Germany. was
2: now I think. Um... The problem was that oh, um, I, I hear excuses. Poland, Poland had a um, Soviet influence marker in it. is that right?
0: yeah, um, I think the problem was that Pete tried to take Czechoslovakia Czechoslovakia resisted, and that left you with Poland as a as a neutral between between us
2: yeah, and I didn't handle that. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that Pete screwed the whole thing over, but um,
0: <laughs> he doesn't have a hundred percent of the blame. For but uh,
2: I didn't handle the the situation that was presented to me um, the best it could be. Um, I was basically presented with a choice of trying to. Go through Poland and then the Soviet Union in the same, same turn, <laughs> or trying to deal with this with Poland and then waiting on the Soviet Union. Or Meanwhile,
0: weather's just, getting bad. Weather gets Yeah, <laughs> bad.
2: or just saying, fuck it. I'm not gonna. I don't care about Poland. And I chose. I say fuck it. Yeah, that that, that was the wise choice. Here, here. I, I think. Um, I shouldn't have worried at, about Poland at all, and but I tried to like maximize my chances against Poland and minimize my chances about a Russian counterattack, and it did not work well because then the Soviets created a line that was too deep the whole way, and I was fucked.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, from my perspective, I was the Soviet Union. So, uh, it was a challenge for Lawrence because he was, like he says, Poland was between us, and so he was kind of sitting there, and the choices you've got: Case Blue that you can pull, or not Case Blue. You've got Barbarossa you can pull as your card, and uh, the the problem is you've only got. You want to bring Barbarossa for a three turn season to maximize it. And if you don't, th- then you're going to waste some of those turns if you use it for a later season or a later month. And so he he picked it at the right time. But then his first turn he had to use running through Poland. Now Poland also had a terrible mobilization and did not like really produce much resistance. But it gave me enough time for me to be like, oh snap, here they're coming, and then I managed to back up some of my guys and build like kind of a double line. The other thing that I got lucky with was I had done russia challenges germany just right before that and that gave me like 12 extra infantry steps and uh, then i was able to distribute those guys along my my boundaries.
2: and there was something that if you it was like literally like a five and six chance that yeah.
0: if you rolled
2: worse, like a political role
0: yeah yeah Ru- romania have would fucked. have joined yeah like romania would have joined the axis if i'd rolled badly like you could pick a country on my border I think Lawrence just clicked the channel. Come, come back, Lawrence.
1: (laughs) Come back, buddy. Fuck fuck (laughs) you guys. I'm out.
0: Don't run out. This game is bullshit. Yeah, so I think it was the the fact that he he there was something I was rolling. I rolled lucky for those rolls, and then. yeah, and then one, one and six is pretty good and then well it was actually it was worse it was like a four five or six or something if i rolled <laughs> it would have fucked me over but uh then i uh managed to pull back and then mud came oh no then so lawrence was still doing great attacking me the the problem is then paul his japanese ally came over and told him he should do this mobilization <laughs> limits card for his next. And I don't know how he convinced oh. him to do it. But basically, then he... So that Lawrence played that as his next card, and that completely slowed down the entire attack.
2: Yeah, that was like... That checks out. He he talked me out of a card. Um, <laughs> I don't know how... He was like, oh, no, you're screwed if you don't play this early. And I was like, yeah, I think you're right. And then... I was screwed because I played that early. It was
0: <laughs> Yeah, it basically it basically was like where he should have had one more season of offensive which would have helped. Uh it then slowed he had no I don't think you had any blitzes on that card. I think that was like a just a yeah,
2: it was like a build-up card that is like, oh, this will help you on the defense. It's like, no, I'm on the offense. I should have been...
0: I think it's. I think traditionally, when you look at the history on the card, because the nice thing about Axis Empire is it'll tell you when... I think traditionally that card's played like Winter 42. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not... But he was like fall... And the problem is then Mud, <laughs> then mud came, and then... The Germans are screwed. Once mud comes, they can't, like, leave zocks, And so then I basically just started. You know you're doing bad as a German player on Barbarossa when the Soviets are playing cards that allow them to bring 32 unit, thirty-two steps out of their force pool, and they only have 21 that they can bring.
3: Yeah, that doesn't sound good. So
0: I'm, the Soviet player is complaining because he's wasting replacements. Like, oh, I don't have enough dead guys.
2: Yeah, it's never good when Dave is like, oh. I can only bring in twenty-seven of my thirty-two replacements.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So then, then then the last part was where uh, Lawrence was falling back into anchored his his uh his right flank on neutral Romania, and I'm like, yeah, I'm invading Romania. I just went through this blitz. Well, that
2: was what kind of sucked. It was like um, I could either go through Poland or Romania. I was not good through either. Um, and so I went through Poland and then it's like, oh, I'm going to get a counterattack through Poland or Romania. Um, but I don't have the initiative to decide that.
0: Right. No, it was fun. It was good. I really enjoyed it as the Russian player. It was a fun. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Lawrence, for giving me that yeah. experience.
2: And then Roundhill almost invaded
3: Italy. Oh,
0: yeah, there was a moment where, <laughs> where, where Lawrence had left Italy undefended. Roundhill almost landed a guy in Rome and single-handedly took oh, out Italy out of the war.
2: <laughs> quite- yeah. It it was. We literally thought that he had taken it, but then I realized that I did have a Italian um, fleet to contest his placement of a beachhead and it yeah, was the only also, thing that was saved
0: me uh, yeah the other thing was that he didn't have a us unit in gibraltar yeah that was right? it so would, that it, that would have let him deploy some of the us stuff out there and that didn't he couldn't do it
2: right it, it was i could contest with italy um and that stopped it and then if he had an american union in Gibraltar, he could have um, thrown another one out there, but he didn't because nobody realized the importance of Gibraltar. Evidently,
3: yeah, it's
0: not important. Wow,
1: because Sorry. because history. <laughs> also,
0: also, to and to Lawrence's credit, though, as the axis, he took Cairo, or as they say it out here, Cairo,
1: Cairo, oh. and Nevada. I I also had Persia.
0: Um, Oh, you did! Yeah, I did,
2: and that was a big thing. Um, I tried that, to tell, gives
0: you a, that gives you a strategic hex, right? It
2: does. It does. I tried to tell Roundhill that it was like, oh, you should just go take this, but he was like, ah, no, I'm not going to worry about that." And was like, "Okay, fine."
0: Oh, I think that we all learned like... a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was a great game. Uh, Lawrence learned to not ever listen to Paul for tact for strategic Fair. advice.
1: We love you, Paul, but we all know. And I should have known. <laughs> you should have. <laughs> it's like listening to me in the quiz.
3: <laughs> you should have known. <laughs> it's, it's a
2: non-Vietnam question in the quiz, and right. Jason is getting an answer. You right. should just...
1: Ancients, I, I, don't, I can't pronounce the name, but but you'll still listen to my question or my answer.
0: So, uh, Lawrence, any other games you played at the uh, ACCom?
2: We played. Um,
0: I love he's he's Viva, holding, he's, he's holding Empire? he's holding it together pretty good. I,
1: I love it. I love hearing it. I'm kind of drunk. We <laughs> we didn't play uh, locomotive works this year.
2: No, I oh. am very disappointed in that. Yeah, um, we didn't play any.
1: Uh, I blame yeah. Matt for not coming. Yes. Well, why, don't,
0: why don't you guys do more drunk rail games? I think the problem is you guys are too sober during the rail uh,
1: games. We were pretty drunk last time when we were playing Locomotive Works. <laughs> we were, and I don't
2: remember what happened this week, or, or this um, con on Wednesday,
1: but um, it just didn't work out. I think we were all drunk in my room, and so... We just gotta said fuck it.
0: So were you guys initially <laughs> gonna do one down the on well?
1: Source? I mean, it's it's such a like locomotive works is such a good pickup dice game that anybody could have played it. Kind of like your uh, your
2: Manila
1: <laughs> or Manila, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Sorry. but but different. But yeah, like I like
0: yeah. Age of Steam. Is Age of Steam not considered like a good rail game?
1: No, it's good. It's I, good, I, but it's just, it's it's hard. Um, I, yeah, I don't like it because I'm bad at it.
0: But it's running, it's basically running a railroad. Yeah. Of, it doesn't have the stock stuff as much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't do any of the kind of winsome light rail games this year because there just wasn't, we, we probably could have done it if, if Lawrence and I had said, hey, let's play this. But we were both drunk and by i'm I'm sorry did you
0: call call them winsome and light
1: is that what you just called um yes (laughs) relatively speaking exactly you know you you get to a point and and you're drunk enough where it's like "Eh, i don't really care i'll 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 play anything i don't want to teach anything and if i suggest this game because I brought some cube Rails games. Uh, but I, I was in no state to teach them most of the week. So, so that didn't happen.
0: All right. And uh, what about what, you, Dave? What I do, let's see. I, well, obviously, I played Axis Empires. Played a very successful Soviet Union. That was good. A lot of fun there. <laughs> uh, I was worried. I, I was terrified. Because uh, Lawrence knows his shit, right? So for... I mean, to be, I'll be honest, like it had been a little while since i would messed with it. And <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. when he's like, oh, I'm dropping this here, like, f- oh, shit. <laughs> the first couple turns of Barbarossa were looking bad. Sure. And then I started seeing Lawrence like scratch his head and staring and getting more worried and looking at the CRT and kind of. And he actually did not roll as well on that CRT as he could have. So that spared me because you can get some really low rolls and uh, which are good in the game. And just start just spearing but he, but he and then
1: taking over for for paul
0: right no no pete. The... he took over for pete for pete sorry yeah so he but he did he did a great job uh but yeah so the the problem was i'd had that extra turn to kind of put in a second line of guys to, to insulate because normally this requirements for the soviet union and Axis empires is i have to have like a line of guys on the defensive line. Um, but I was able to bring in some extra guys when I saw him invading Poland. And then, and then I was able to build the second line, and that kind of helped me. And then just, yeah, just the mud. Because once you got delayed on the other card, then there was mud, and it just started. But then I was like, well, now I have to attack. Am I ready to start <laughs> So <laughs> it kind of threw me off a little bit but I wasn't planning on having to no attack yet. And then I'm like, so I started to think, am I being the pussy here? Like, I think I should be attacking. I'm like, because he looks really concerned. Yeah. So I uh, sat down with Cop Brian and we played War and Peace. God damn I, that I, I guy! Bu- I love I bu- that guy. I busted out my brand new version of War and Peace that I was sent by C-Rack. And, uh, it, and that's it was fun. O- OSS. Yep, the OSS oh, game, man. and okay, yeah. So I'm going to talk about it, uh, yeah. but, but I'm going to talk about it later. Um, then, then I so we had fun. We played a quick scenario. We did the Austerlitz scenario. We played that. We played it wrong, um, but we we messed around with it and had fun with it. Uh, I did Pax Premier with Jed the Elder. Yes, you did. Tank, Cop Brian, and then Jed the Younger.
1: And you guys play that game for like three hours
0: did was it that long
1: <laughs> it was and i it, remember lawrence saying because there were two games of you, that guys were going the, you guys were doing that you guys were doing the game you guys were
0: playing at the table next door or something no or the there were two
1: games of pax smear going on at the same time <laughs>
0: no think, that was packed that was pax perferiana
1: okay how dare you i remember at one point lawrence saying this game shouldn't last as long. <laughs> well, I was like,
0: well, I'll Jesus tell you this. Christ. Like for us with Pax uh, it was basically me and Jed the Jr., Jed Jr. and like we didn't know it. I don't think we really got I don't I don't get how to play it. looks was really this pretty on
1: Friday night.
0: This was right before Mexicoan, I think. Might have been so Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday. Yeah, it might have been Saturday night. So we were playing it and I was like like you pick your factions and then you're trying to buy different stuff I and mean, it looks great i love yeah. all the pieces
1: everyone t- tries to tell me oh you'll love this game and then i see people People playing it, I'm like, oh fuck that! No. I, I
0: definitely don't no. think it's the same game as Pax Perfugiana. I think they're very distinct games as far as how they play and the experience. The
1: derision that was in Lawrence's voice earlier with Sakigahara is the derision that's in my voice. for, oh, no. for those no, no. games.
0: I, I, well, I would. You guys were over there, and I get texts from Ralph, like, "What the fuck are you doing over <laughs> there? You,
3: what the fuck is going I'm on? I'm
0: like, that? I'm like, what am I in high school? Like, why yeah. am I getting texts like this from my friends? Like, I'm, we're playing yeah. this game, and and. True to form, like, uh, Jed the Younger and I had no idea. We basically just attacked everyone with armies <laughs> and stuff. And, like, in the end, we let Cop Ryan win. Like, we lost, but Cop Ryan won. I think he won the game, but, like, he we- won it,
1: I think, handily from from the like, uh, uh, Pez dispenser. Code That's right. That's
0: thing. right. He looked like yeah. Pez. Things. He looked that. They they do look like pests. That's right. <laughs> and at some point I Jed Jed the Elder's trying to show and he's just like, whatever. You guys do at that point. Yeah, we're just like, the Fuck, it. Fuck it. We're attacking you. We're attacking this guy. And I'm like, I'm not even sure we're on the same team. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, at this it was, point, yeah. It's it was midnight. Bad. Fuck it. And then we did we did set up Iron Curtain because we'd reviewed oh. it the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a rule in Iron Curtain. I, I Rocket Man. That's the I same get...
1: company, right? Is Jaws of Victory?
0: No, MMP. MMP does uh, uh, Iron. Oh, Fruit. sorry. It's sorry, an SCS. Sorry. That's an SCS. Game.
1: Yeah, that's uh, Carl. Carl Fun.
0: Right. <laughs> it's Carl Fun's game. But uh, Rocket Man and I were going to sit down. I'm like, yeah, let's throw it out there. We don't have anything else going on Wednesday night. Is Lawrence just wandering around in the, the recording at this point? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he
1: left. He said, "Fuck it." I hope hope he comes back. He's on the
0: floor. Maybe he's pounding water. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Lawrence, you back? Lawrence, can you hear us? Classic. All right. Nice. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so we were. uh, What the fuck were we talking about? Iron Curtain. So, yeah, there's a a rule in Iron Curtain, basically, if you're doing the the, basically. People
1: people listen to this podcast. I. I, (laughs) <laughs> every, every time. I, I can't believe it. But,
0: but there's this thing where if you amp up for uh, the, the, the war, right? So you can like pre-war deployments, right? Oh, so yeah, yeah. It so gives right. you these moves you can make, and we talked about them. And the idea is like every time you make one, you got to roll a D6. And if you don't roll a one uh you can make another one and then and the idea is if you ever roll a 1 then you're done and then the you the other guy goes and then you see if the war gets closer so it's the idea that there's this rolling a snake eye on a single die that's going to like stop your deployments i went 192 rolls without rolling a snake eye nice so i would roll i would move all of my guys all of my nato guys like 140 moves And then i would roll one then rocket man would move one warsaw pack unit and get a snake guy then i would roll (laughs) then i would roll like seven i would move like 72 guys so at the end it was the entire nato was all packed (laughs) on the border ready to invade the warsaw pack so i was like yeah i don't think it's supposed to go like that (laughs) looking like double dutch trying to like trying to get into it yeah, so I think we were like, mm, we're not gonna. So we yeah. kind of stopped
1: it. <laughs> when you let Rocket Man roll dice, it's it was unbelievable. Like
0: yeah. That's I, crazy. I would, I'd seriously go roll, roll, move, roll, move, roll, move, roll, move. Roll, move. I would go like a hundred. I must have rolled a hundred times and not hit the one. That's so crazy. Those are issues.
1: That that game looked so good setup and you guys kind of left it through through most of the weekend
0: but we did leave it it was just kind of like what's the point it, it got to the point where it wasn't going to be really fun i think for the sure. soviet yeah. player after a little while there was no surprise like fr- like i was trying to deploy french units out of france i'm like come on they'll leave like but like certain rules like i i just needed movement <laughs> like I guys to move but i guess the french can't move out of france or whatever so so it was good. It was a good con. Enjoyed it.
1: It was good, and I, 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 you know, we were so close the whole time to not doing it or doing it and not doing it and doing it, and, and it was very small, obviously. But it was. Hey, we had like it twenty was,
0: guys. It was twenty? I
1: don't even it was, think it was that.
0: Somewhere around there. <laughs>
1: but man it was for the group we had it was it was just perfect it was the right amount of people um and it was it was really what i needed Lawrence said he can't he can't hear us
0: (laughs) (laughs) why don't we take a little break sure and we'll, we'll try to figure out our technical difficulties yeah all right i'll be back Stand by, folks. We'll have this fixed soon. (laughs) Did he text you and say he had technical difficulties?
1: Uh, Yeah, he messaged me.
3: There
0: we go. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. that's the ac that was the ac con in a nutshell
1: that's right man that was so good
0: so what else have you had going on
1: outside of gaming
0: yeah like whatever's. what else is going on
1: with you i mean work is going well really well i'm i mean i'm not
0: retired they've kind of given you your own company right that you're going to run Mm -hmm.
1: so that's going swimming swimmingly well um and i've been talking to our um incoming ceo of you know kind of where we want to take that and it's you know her outlook and my outlook are pretty well aligned um so that whole thing is is great no complaints
0: so i assume it's profitable that's why they like it
1: (laughs) yeah <laughs> that's right. That's yeah, usually- no, that's exactly right. So they they said the first year, which ended in July, was you know if this can at least sustain itself, if it can pay for itself, then we'll be okay. And that was like, I don't know, I, I don't want to put a dollar amount to it, but they they said if if it if it can pay for itself, we'll we'll keep doing it. So I hired somebody. And we did it for a year, and it made double what what they said it needed to do for for it to continue. Oh wow, great! That's awesome. And so everybody's like, you know, dancing the happy dance, or like, and I'm making like insane amounts of margin. It's basically like you know fifty cents on the on the dollar of every dollar we make. We're we're spending internally, and we're spending a lot of fucking money internally, but we're making a lot of money. And so, you know, we need to keep doing this.
0: Right. (laughs) Now, is this something where they're like kind of excited because it's almost the end of the fiscal year and it's Uh, bonus bonus time coming around?
1: No, this has been happening throughout 2020 where it's, you know, things are kind of, things are okay in in the company at large, but my company is doing exceptionally well um, but we're making, you know, so w- we made a half a million dollars in 2020 where the rest of the company between the three divisions, each division made about $30 million. <laughs> oh, okay. And we made a half a million dollars, but we have three people and we're making, you know, 50 to 60% margin. Yeah. Um, so
0: they're happy to let you keep doing what you do. Right.
1: So they're like, yeah, just, you know, keep doing that stuff. And it's, it's helping everything we do in the smaller company is helping the larger company. Oh, nice. um, and so then we spend money in the smaller company for, and that benefits the, lar- the larger company and that kind of that cycle kind of perpetuates. Now, do, you, do you
0: feel like you're working more now or you were working more before?
1: I mean, I don't really want to say that on recording <laughs> <laughs> either way, uh, but things right. are good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, I got to swear. Like my last year or two at my job, they were just
1: grind. I felt like I was getting ground down. So we, um, and I've been very, you know, I said that and of course I'll, I'll know. Because no one listens to this. Right. Right. So um, I'm very honest. And in in our projections, I I project basically for every six months, even though our cycle is very uh, up and down. So we'll have like, December, all of December, my entire company had like 15% of their hours billable. Which isn't great, right? But in January, we'll pay for half of our year on revenue. So we'll work enough hours and we're all salary. So all the work we do in in January and early February, we'll pay for the first half of 2021. And so I project in that kind of i project at the end of the year basically um and so they're like oh yeah this looks really good and then my guys are like uh we don't have anything to do you know do we need to look for other work no we're we're fine we're 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 doing really really well (laughs) but they're trying to jump you know jump ship like no just you know settle down we're good um you know one eight we're gonna have too much work and you're gonna be worried about hey can we bring somebody else on and and that kind of cycle will pay for whatever's whatever's left
0: yeah, it's funny. We've been friends for so long, and I have a very vague idea of what you do. Yeah,
1: that's, right. that's, <laughs> I think, I think Aaron's in the same boat. I,
0: I kind of, I, yeah. I feel like you design stuff. like. Yeah, buildings. not really anymore.
1: That's what I did before. Yeah.
0: And like, so it's other stuff. Yeah.
1: And, and, and yeah, I, I, I like it being less specific so that it, it can't be. You know it can't be tied down
0: well i like being retired because now i'm not muzzled. I, yeah. now i'm not muzzled by a social media policy that doesn't <laughs> allow me to talk about what i do right. for a living
1: and i i did want to you know are we going to do the, the the new segment
0: yeah hey let's let's talk about what the la county coroner's office looks like oh i can't imagine do you want oh, to do you want me to walk you through my so, experience at the la county coroner's office so
1: dave you know i'm a i'm a big true crime guy. So anything you give me is going to be exciting. So
0: let's, we can talk about, I don't,
1: I don't care what the listeners are thinking right now, but I'm, uh, I'm on board.
0: I'll talk about it through my own personal perspective, which is usually not the your traditional police officer perspective, but yeah. So the interesting thing about the LA County coroner's office is it's still the old morgue, the original like building that was built in Los Angeles. So it's like this giant brick building on a hill. And so like, I would go there for autopsies cause I was on the officer involved shooting team. So uh, like if uh, we would have to park in the back, there's no parking lot for us. So we have to find like street parking somewhere. Like it's typical Los Angeles, like it, it nothing's organized. So we, you'd find a place to park your car and you would walk up a hill into the back of the morgue. And as you're walking, you notice uh, there's, there's water Flowing on one side of the road driveway and the other side of the driver all down through the gutters and as you enter through the back basement level of the morgue you see that the LA County corner vans are all parked there in like big bays and the guys are basically hosing out the backs of their vans. And they're hosing them out because hmm. there's all sorts of disgusting mm-hmm. stuff. And so it's, a, it then just
1: runs down the hill, <laughs> down into the gutter. I was hoping that was not what you were going to say. It
0: was oh, yeah. So you'll walk in there and there'll be probably like eight to 10 vans backed up to basically it looks like it could even be like a home Depot cargo bay or something like what you're looking at. Uh, and they're just all hosing out their vans. So, uh, an interesting thing. This is a side note. Uh, the coroner investigators were always pretty cute girls. So when we'd be out at a crime scene, you'd always be like, "Oh, I wonder who's going to come out." And but the downside was they always they weren't always like big or strong. and <laughs> sure. Gen- Generally, it was it was their job to handle the body, so they would have an assistant who would then drive a van out and meet them out there and like. You were hoping that guy was pretty big because they would tie some rope around a body and move it around. But if a guy showed up, if a guy showed up and he was not, the cops would be like, oh, fuck that shit. I'm not fucking great. Because then we would have to help them with it. And we're like, oh, we're not fucking touching that thing. And like, what the fuck? So they would be, yeah, you. But a couple of them were really, really fine. They had a couple of really fine girls. So
1: when I was in basic training in the Army, um, because I was on the quartermaster side, we had – um, you know, like, you know, four people in the class were mortuary techs. Okay. And and there were four of them, and three of them were, like, super hot goth chicks.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was bizarre, dude. <laughs> the, the investigators were, like, really cute and, yeah. like – but guys would be like, Yeah, but like the, the the cops would all be talking like the junior especially the junior guys who are gonna be expected to help. They're like, Man, his her guy better be really big. Like he
3: better be strong
0: because they'd be looking at the Just, dude. He's like, he's a fatty or he's like bloated or something. The cops are like, I ain't fucking dragging that body down from the stairs or or a guy dies on the toilet or something. Guys are like, Fuck that. I'm not so. So you walk in the back of the corner's office. You walk up some stairs. Once you run run past the vans, and this is the entrance that you use. There's no like columns that you're walking through. Or you're walking <laughs> the, past the. There's the, You're and you're wearing, you're wearing. <laughs> if it's a, you're you're not going to put a suit on, but you're just you're wearing some work clothes. But you don't want to step in anything. So you get in. So you're the, not
1: in like uniform.
0: No plain clothes. Okay. Because it's all detective work. It's Khakis detect-
1: polo shirt.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. So it's, it's so you walk in and you're like, and the first thing you see is they've got a giant scale that looks like you could put oh, a, fuck a, me. a oh. like a like, yeah. a, gir- you like a put a an gir- and, on yeah. right. Like a, it's it's big, right? And so you're like, well, that's not cool because I don't want to step on. that. I didn't need to be weighed <laughs> right now. Like so. So when you look, you have to sign in and right away as you're approaching the place, you start to get the whiff, this sickly sweet smell of decay as you're getting close to it, right? So you you look to the left and you see a door into the freezer. And uh, in the L.A. County coroner's office, they are stacked like cordwood. The bodies are just stacked, all frozen back in that section. So I've never had to go back there. So then I would turn right and walk and you got to show your ID and sign in. And like you sign in, they're not really checking. Like you could literally probably walk in and sign in and go
1: observe an autopsy. (laughs) Nice. Don't tell my wife that.
0: So you, so you walk through and, uh, you know, I've seen the orange County coroner's office is really fancy where they have like, it's almost like the way the British ones are where there's a theater room you're sitting in and you have the, you have the, the medical medical examiners like talking to the microphone, like, okay, here we have the minimum. And they're all taking notes, but they're not in the same room. They're watching through like a window or something. That's not how it is in LA. In LA, there are, there's several rooms, but in each room, there are eight beds, like basically trays, countertops, I guess you could call the metal countertops with drains. And each drain has a brain saw, bone saw hanging above it. Yep. like hanging down and the floors are all sloped to drain. And so you walk in and there you go to a room where you have to put on all your gear. Thankfully, nowadays, you don't have to be like a stud and like try to watch it without wearing a mask or anything. <laughs> Everyone is expected to wear like protective gear and have the mask and yep. the, the the shield. So you go in there and they'll be like, they might have on a Saturday morning, like seven autopsies going on at the same time, all next to each other, which may be like, three to four wow three to four feet between tables as the guys are going to work they're blasting the ramones over the radio wow and there's this giant sign that says no eating or drinking in this room oh
3: yeah
1: don't bring your whopper
0: And certain tables will have like uh, detectives like so one might have just a medical examiner there but like uh, the detectives so those are you know those are all like homicides or criminal investigations or so the guys are all but it's just like it's bizarre i was just sitting there one day i'm just like watching so they basically uh And the squeamish can stop at this point, but I'm going to talk about it. So, uh, so when you, when the the body's there for an autopsy, they're going to take everything out. Um, you would think they would open up your rib cage with something. So you're watching
1: the the autopsy autopsy. You're not like, okay.
0: I'm in the room. I'm, I could reach in and stick my thumb in the body.
1: Yeah. You could squish the squish.
0: I once had a detective from the sheriff's department. I was writing with a pen. He goes, do you like that pen? I said, No, he goes, good, because if you drop that pen, it's
1: dead to you. Don't fucking grab it in this room. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Don't touch
0: it. He goes, the second that pen hits the floor, (laughs) it's gone.
1: And you're with the sheriff's department.
0: We, we, it depends on who the agency was that okay. was doing because we were from the DA's office, so we'd oh, the right, right. and then the agency would be there. They did have one once where the guy had a metal ball bearing in his dick, I guess, for like, like sexual activity or through. So the female medical examiner's like, Oh, there's something here interesting, and she cuts it, and the ball bearing goes ding, ding, ding. It falls on the ground and starts rolling towards the detectives, and they're all like running <laughs> to get out of the way. I guess wow. it's a sex thing. I guess it's a sex thing. <laughs> so anyway, so you get the body, it's it's ready to go. They open up the rib cage with uh, like uh, clippers from like Home Depot, not the head oh, clippers, sure. yep. not the short ones, but the the short, you know, the short end ones. Yeah, they just if, you, go, if
1: you've spash <laughs> a turkey.
0: Yeah, they just go yeah. and pull it off. They go, they weigh everything, they do all that stuff. They put it all in a plastic bag, they throw it over. And then they also get out the saw. They saw off the top of the head, they pull off the tap. They pull the face down. They take the brain out. They wear the brain. They then take everything, throw it in a plastic bag, throw it into the middle of the body and sew it up like a moccasin. So it's like, yeah. So when my father-in-law-is this this
1: murder investigation.
0: Oh, it's in this case, it was, well, most of my cases were uh, police officers who shot suspect okay okay okay. so we were there for the autopsy for the suspect fortunately i never had to go to one where a police officer had been killed sure Uh, i went to one where, and sometimes it's funny because the gangsters would have something that says like only god can judge me that would be their tattoo (laughs) and i'm like well we're gonna find out huh that's how it's good i was very
1: close to having that tattoo
0: (laughs) like this will be this will be the test so yeah so we used to do that uh I used to have to go out for those. So it was funny. It's just a bizarre experience to it. And actually the LA County Coroner's office has one of the best gift shops. It's called skeletons in the closet. And you can, oh, order, I,
1: <laughs> you can order, you can order online.
0: Oh. oh, and the other thing is there was a, uh,
1: can we get some, uh, L-A-F-D, LISD? Um,
0: no, they have, dude, Sweatpants? They, dude, they have great, uh, grill aprons you can wear that show up, outline sure. of a body and it says LA County coroner. Oh <laughs> so
1: just, no. It's so good. Oh no.
0: Yeah. And, and like, so the other, the other weird the, thing is they Los have Angeles bodies.
1: Sheriff's department. Shot glasses is one thing, but, a but a track outline on, a oh
0: no, a, that's not
1: that, an air, air on, a, apron on, a, is. on a
0: grill, on a grill apron. That's the best, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it was weird because. Poor Lawrence.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lawrence he's he's stuff. chatting. But, he's he's very drunk. He, so can't, they, he can't he he can't get back in.
0: So, but they would be so backed up in the main room that, like, I'm sorry, as you as you would walk by, there would be bodies on gurneys just waiting. Like, one guy would be green. One guy looked like his face was <laughs> chewed Jesus off by Christ. dogs. You're like, wow. <laughs> you were grateful that wow, your guy just yeah. got
3: shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Wow. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. So I became really good friends with one of the deputy chiefs there because I would go out and shooting. So they, they have their own, uh, their own d- department, right? So they have deputy chiefs. One of the guys was named winners and he had been the deputy chief, uh, at the coroner's office for a long time. He once told me the story when we were waiting out at an OIS, uh, he said, uh, he was in his garage and he had a heart attack in his garage. He didn't realize it. he just woke up. And the fire department guys were all there standing around in his garage because the garage door was open. And uh, he's like, What's going on? They're like, Oh my God, we thought you were dead because he had his coroner's office car parked out in the driveway. They're like, We thought we didn't even need to come in because we thought the coroner's office was here already. Wow. Because they got in the call for him. And then they they roll up and there's a coroner's car in the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) But it was his car.
1: Our our job is done here. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, so they do they do a lot there. I mean, yeah, it's a busy office. Yeah,
1: that's that's a that's a department I I can't imagine being involved in.
0: Yeah, no, I ha- I hated dead body calls. That was never like my thing as far as
1: because you like, you stayed kind of on the on the technical side of things, right? Well, no.
0: I mean, when I first started, I was an LAPD officer and then I would go out. So I worked patrol in Los Angeles and Van Nuys
3: represent.
0: Yeah, I was in Van Nuys. In fact, I was at one time I was at Van Nuys and my partner, and I got a call on Sepulveda Boulevard and it was an area where like, it was weird because, uh, it's right by Ventura. So anybody knows Sepulveda Ventura, it's kind of like a busy area. It's near, I I want to say the gallery is over there. Um, so it's in sherman oaks and there were all these really tall apartment buildings like huge apartment buildings and then there was this one little house in between them all like the person wouldn't sell to the apartment so they had stayed in the house so you'd have like you had like a, a 16 story apartment building then a house and then like a 16 story apartment building and on the back side of the house was also a 16 story apartment building so it was just a bunch of trees and this little house and this lady i guess had died in her driveway as she was taking groceries in so the rule in la is if a body is in public view you have to wait for the coroner's office so normally we would just be like yeah what
1: a weird what a weird rule
0: so if if somebody dies within public view it's a coroner call out so we're hanging out there and she had bought like the house was the fence line of her house was uh had blue tarp all over it it was like chain link fence with blue tarp um she was dead in her driveway and she had tons of cat food and depends
1: hmm. that's like all she had bought
3: mm-hmm. like
0: like 20 20 bags full of it
1: discovery channel tv show
0: that's right so it's a yeah. hoarders. this is going to be a hoarder's episode right so like uh her boyfriend was there and so we're like her boyfriend's like yeah you know she's been having some health problems so i'm like okay so we're like, yeah, it looks pretty straightforward. Yeah, maybe we. So my sergeant shows up, and my sergeant's like, yeah, so what you got? I tell him, he goes, yeah, well, um, have you guys checked inside the house? And I'm like, don't even fucking start with me, right? Nope. I'm <laughs> she's, like,
1: she's here. I'm here.
0: I'm like, are you? We're not fucking. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> no, he's like, you, you he's, like he's like, he's a pretty new sergeant. He was my training no, officer by the division. Up. He's like, yeah, I think maybe you guys need to. Go. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not fucking going in there. (laughs) You go inside. I'm like, is that place, bitch? How dare you? I'm like, it looks fucking scary. It's all dark. There's trees. (sighs) There's trees all it's basically and anybody
1: with cat food, fuck you. I'm not going in their house. It's
0: it's basically a lot that's like 80 yards deep and 80 yards wide. And (sighs) there's like (sighs) there's there's several houses and there's trees. They're all single story houses. I'm like, I don't want to go in there. Yeah. And, and the, there's so
1: many broken washing and, machines. And he, he's Fuck like, Dave,
0: he's like, Dave, I, I'm, we're gonna need you to go in there, and check it out. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, why? I'm like, Ray,
1: she's dead. I'm like, what, what, what are we investigating? Oh.
0: He goes, Yeah, but just in case. So I'm like,
1: I hear my oh. first sergeant in Iraq. Yeah, we're gonna need you. No, nope. you're not leaving the wire. Fuck you.
0: So I turned to the boyfriend, and I said, How
1: bad is it? In oh my gosh. And oh dave
0: goes, and he goes not too, he goes
1: it's not dave too bad. i can smell this house
0: he goes it's not too bad so i'm like all right so my partner and i i am like all right desi let's go check it out so we go in. we work your
1: partner's in. name is desi yeah desi wow this is he, the most la story ever
0: he's half black half jewish on every night when we go out on patrol i tell him you're gonna be the next mayor of la man
1: <laughs> <laughs> muzzle
0: time we're gonna take this place over so Desi and I, a Jersey boy also. So we sure, and we've been a, we'd actually represent. We'd actually been Academy classmates. So we that's how they would love, do it. I love this story, Dave. They would team you up. They would team you up with some other kid who knew less than you did. <laughs> oh, like we were, we're like just, we're so right around the city. So Desi's like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, we got to go. And it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, so so we go up to the house, and it's dark. It's now like. We got the call at like 7 p.m. It's now like 10 p.m. But we're in the middle of the busy part of the city. So you can see above us all the lights, all the lit up lights. And neighbors are coming up from the houses being like, oh man, they'd be like, this house smells really bad. They're like, during the summer, this. I'm like, yeah, you're not helping. So stop <laughs> talking about how bad the house smells. Yeah,
1: no, we don't need this right now. So, so it smells walk- bad already. I so don't we, need your imagination.
0: We, we walk up through the driveway. And we get to the front of the house and it's like, we push it open and we've got flashlights luckily because when we actually get in the house, there's no lights, right? No, So, um, which
1: means if there's no power, there's no plumbing.
0: Well, there was power. We could see a light ahead of us. It's almost like a dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons adventure. So as we're going through, we like, I think Desi might've found a light switch or we were using our lights, but he flicks something on. We can see it's kind of like, Imagine a one-story house, but the, the garbage is like sand dunes moving through the house. So
1: oh, you, I'm, I'm throwing up in my mouth already.
0: As you're walking, you could walk up a sand dune, and you would see, like, somewhere there'd be a mirror on a wall, and oh, half fuck. of it is is covered in a dune. Like, and you're like So you're looking at <sighs> the house, and, and scattered throughout these dunes are little nests of cats. Where nope, she would leave, I'm she out. Would, I'm out. I'm allergic. She, nope. She, she would leave us Boss, I got to go. She would leave them food. FMLA. So you're we're trying to walk, and there's a, there's a path, like a narrow path through as we're walking. I,
1: I, I hate this story then, so much.
0: <laughs> so at some point, we get to a room behind the main living room area, and, and I think at one point we saw like she had a nest where it looked like maybe she was oh, sleeping.
3: Oh,
1: yep. So we yep, get back. I can see it.
0: There is a bathroom. There's a, I guess it was a kitchen. There's a kitchen. It has a single light bulb that's clicked on.
1: And she's making like ramen and microwave.
0: No, no. no. She's buying cat food and depends. That's oh, it. Oh, fuck. So she had bought like 80 bags of depends and like 80 <laughs> bags of cat food. So, so I look at the sink. This little light wow. bulb is there. It is black. Oh. Sh- charcoal oh, black. Dave. So I'm just like, this hurts. And it's getting scary. Like we're yep. getting
1: scary. Yeah, keep going, but yeah, this is gross. Well, it,
0: well, it's almost like you're walking through like a Silence of the Lambs house, right? So you're kind of trying to go through. Like, are we going to find somebody like like imprisoned in here? Like,
1: yeah, it puts the cat food on its skin. Yeah.
0: So the next room we walk through, I open it up, and this room is cat. You know how you have the the like maybe a dog crate or a cat crate. They are they are stacked from the floor sure. to the ceiling, except yeah. each one has a cat in it.
3: Oh, yeah. so
0: the entire room's filled with them, and they're all crapping on each other. They're all yep. like like the. It's clearly yep. being on the top is the highest level of the elite lifestyle
3: <laughs> for the
1: cats. The bottom cats. There's that's... a food chain of cat crap.
0: But when I first turn on my flashlight. This is my nightmare. When I first turn on my flashlight, all we see is all these
1: cat eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck.
0: And my partner's like, that's it. I'm fucking out. He's I'm, like, out.
1: I'm, gonna... I'm out. I'm like, dude, you got to stay. Go
0: ahead. So I'm like, we're looking. I'm like, holy shit. Like we're just shining it around. So we go through like, again, more sand dunes. Sometimes we have to climb over a sand, oh, dune.
1: sand dunes is such a bad term for it, what it, it, it I just, know what you're looking
3: it, at.
0: It, it's just it's drunk so and de- used depends. <laughs> so we come out, I come out and I'm fucking hot. And so the boyfriend, <laughs> the boyfriend's out there. I've I'm had like, too much. Like, so my sergeant's there i go up to the boyfriend. i'm like it's not too bad it's not too bad uh, are you fucking kidding you me you motherfucker he's like Whoa. my sergeant's like hey come on dave it's okay but yeah it was like fucking so we, we, we <sighs> called that we called that the fire marshal and we had the fire marshal come, and the fire marshal was like, "We also checked it. They had a couple of extra houses that were on the back part of the property, and like we couldn't even get in. They were As so packed." As part
1: of like this owner owns all of that that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, In the lot, oh, there
0: were like two, there were like two oh, two smell. little back two little back houses. Oh my gosh! So we, but we couldn't even get into them because I don't even think they went in there. So, uh, I'm telling you, dude, we got out in our uniforms. Oh like my carrot. gosh. Even the next day it gets in the rose and I was still
1: like, I was still like, Oh my God, it still smells like it. Yeah. I'm allergic to cat. I can, I can smell all of everything you're saying.
0: Yeah. The fire marshal told me it was the worst house he'd ever seen in his 30 year career. So gross, but it was bizarre because it was right in the middle of this like neighborhood, like very developed neighborhood. So,
1: so how did she die?
0: she had a heart attack carrying all that oh, shit.
1: oh are you <laughs> and that's how it always is right like it's, oh yeah no there
0: was it's there just was, yeah, there was nothing natural unusual. causes
1: yeah the and only, then just a nightmare of
0: the, the only reason we were there is because she had the heart attack out on the street so once that happens then we gotta wait for the coroner's corners
1: <sighs> that's so gross that's so gross yeah it's the worst life in uh, a big city
0: Ugh. So, Jason, you got a game you
1: want to review? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just sitting in it. Whew. Um,
0: so that's a good bit, right? Do you want to keep doing that? I, lo- bit? I
1: love this. this okay. The, the, <laughs> the, Dave, I love you, and I love the war games, and I love true crime. So okay, good. you doing
3: we'll keep a true that.
1: crime bit is literally my favorite thing in the world.
0: I love that so, Lawrence just keeps moving around.
1: He, he keeps pinging me on Rocket. He, he can't get back in. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm going to review The Battle of Wakefield. This is a C3I magazine game in the Men of Iron series that Ralph, Sh- Ralph Shelton designed. It's a Richard Berg game system. Uh, but Ralph did this. Developed.
0: He developed it.
1: No, Ralph did this design. Oh, wow. Within the Berg system uh, about the Battle of Wakefield. And Ralph and I had played this, I mean, years and years ago. And it, and it was fun, but um, it, it had kind of sat on my shelf for a little bit and just kind of lingered and as i've gotten through the end of 2020 looking at 2021 um i thought you know let let me play some of these other games that are on my shelf um and i've been playing this year i've been playing a lot of games i had already played uh, and this was a game i had played already but hadn't really kind of explored and um the the english civil war the the um, the Wars of the Roses kind of spoke to me for whatever reason.
0: Nice, I did,
1: yeah,
0: I, and it's all armor. It's before,
1: it's all, right. Before
0: gun <laughs> gunpowder. It's kind of right. nice. It's
1: all just like clash two lines of guys together and see what happens. And that's that's the Battle of Wakefield. It's um, so it's in, in the Men of Iron series, and I'll talk about. Probably the next time we re- we record, I'll talk about the Men of Iron series uh, for the Blood of Roses game, the box game, uh, m- m- more. But but this will just be about the Battle of Wakefield. Um, so it's using that that same Men of Iron system and the the Blood of Blood of Roses uh, kind of. Uh, slightly more specifically than than the men of iron um so this we're we're in the, the wars of the roses um what are we looking at uh year wise 1460 in right. england
0: 15th you know, early 16th century
1: right i think this is where richard uh richard of New york dies right um so you set this game up it's a ma- it's a magazine game and i guess i'll address that first it's it's a magazine game um but it does a really good job it's it's a part of a system but as as a part of that system this game actually does a really good job of just kind of giving everything you need to jump into it the rules are kind of condensed a little bit um the The counters give you all the markers and everything you need to to actually just kind of get in and and, and play the game. Um, the game itself is fantastic. And as a magazine game, uh, it's it's great because it's it's fairly low rules wise. Uh, the The rules for this come in like a a little a little pull out. They're ten or twelve pages in the c3i magazine the the counters are great the magazine, the the map is great um but but the rules themselves really um kind of boil down the men of iron series the the, the, the blood and roses s- series into this very specific battle for Wakefield, so there's there's rules that are in Blood and Roses and Men and, I, Men and Iron that are not or Men of Iron that are not in this game, which is great, right? So so you don't you don't have to fuck around with with the rest of that. It just kind of gets you right into the system. Sure. So you you set everything up and and you play, and and it's great. It gives you everything you need. So let me say this: it's it gives you everything you need if you are interested in Men of Iron as a system or Blood of Roses as a game. It gives you everything you want to kind of test that system or that series out in this smaller battle game, which I think, as a magazine game, for what it's trying to do, I think I think that's such a great. Um, a great way to get you into it. So it's a magazine game that's trying to sell you on a bigger system, and I think it does a great job of doing that. Um, the, the, (laughs) The game itself, is fantastic. And I'll, I'll talk about that probably more the next time we record, (laughs) Okay. but well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say that, but, but I'll talk a little bit about it.
0: Do you like the battle? Like the,
1: I like the battle and I like the system. The system is fantastic because you set it up and you kind of play it out. And I think it will, it works really well opposed and it works really well solo. Because it kind of gives you this, um, it's it's not strict, but it gives you this setup, and and the the combat at the time, right? They kind of um, just kind of bash lines against each other, right? Sure. Aaron and I are on a on a hardcore Lord of the Rings kick right now. Okay, and I get some good Blood and Roses vibes out of that, where there's just. You know, you form ranks, you scum, and and then you just fucking ride your lines into each other.
0: It's like, char- the, the, like the charge of the row here.
1: Right, right exactly, exactly.
3: Right? Right, right? And that's
1: exactly what this system is doing. You line these guys up, you have your archers, you have your mounted men-at-arms. In Wakefield, you have dismounted men-at-arms and they just kind of clash against each other and the (laughs) the leaders at the time weren't really great right like we've read this history where these guys are kind of given power through dynasty they're given power through their birthright and some of them are pretty good leaders but
0: are you saying that genetics doesn't determine whether someone's a good leader
1: I mean, I'm not going to say that on record.
3: Wow. Well, controversial.
1: <laughs> controversial take. Hot takes. Um, but, you know, a lot of these guys weren't the best. So, these two armies line up, and it's it's the, the story behind it is is fantastic for Wakefield and for all of Blood and Roses of these armies lining up. For these dynasties, and it's it's fucking guys like you and me fighting for <laughs> these people who really they probably don't know um, for the right to rule this nation of England. Um, and and I'm I'm not tr- sure. <laughs> I
0: thought I thought we were going to get a piece out of it. If we don't get any.
1: They get They just get a piece. piece of England. No I mean, you can England have you can have some boiled turkey, Shit. if you want. Um, But I think the Battle of we- is there, Wakefield is there, is
0: there good medical care? <laughs> is the medical no, care sorry, care?
1: no, no. If you get an arrow second your side, you're you're probably done for. Wow. Um, if if you're interested in the Met of Iron System and Blood and Roses, I I. I really like that kind of English Civil War, uh, Wars of the Roses time period. There's something about civil wars that really does it for me, um, and and this system kind of or this battle of of this game of this system really kind of condenses. And and Wakefield, this this game does a good job of of kind of condensing everything. The battle itself while it's a magazine game, it's it, it doesn't dilute anything, while it kind of it, it it I, I guess it kind of does the opposite, right? So a lot of magazine games kind of give you a watered-down version of something. This does uh, the, the opposite of that. It kind of condenses things down into exactly what you need, um, and it does a really good job of showing you why things were in this battle, um, it, and and the the scenario specific rules give you kind of why things were the article in the magazine gives you some backstory and and kind of at large this this battle has such a kind of cool story within the greater war that was going on yes um and 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 the game shows that so is it's because this battle wasn't in, included in the, the boxed board game, Blood and Roses, it would kind of seem like, oh, this is kind of a lesser battle. And and I guess to, to some perspective that 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 is true, like it's it's not as important as um, some of the other oh, – what do I have set up right now? Um,
0: or somewhere maybe talent. more decisive. Or-
1: right, or bigger or more interesting. Right, but but the way they present Wakefield in this small magazine game, they give you the map, they give you all the counters you need, they give you all the rules you need. Um, it gives you that that great uh, periodic flavor to get you in there and show you kind of some of the tactics. And it and it, it does a great job of of kind of wetting your appetite for the rest of the game or the rest of the system, um, in a way that was honestly shocking. So I um, I got this game from Ralph because I helped him playtest it. Shout out to Ralph. Nice. All right. Um, and and then it, it does its job, right? So he gave it to me after we had playtested, I came back to it a couple years later. I played it I was like, fuck, this game is so good. And so then, what do I do? I go on BGG, I buy Blood and Roses and now I'm kind of reading English Civil War stuff. Oh no, very
0: I, cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm right in exactly what they're trying to do. Um, it's It's a phenomenal magazine game and I like magazine games and they're they're mostly, you know, sixty-five percent great, right? So, like the magazine games that I like are good, um, and this one is on the on the great side of good.
0: Nice. No, um, I, I, I love the period. I love I, that I, kind of armored combat. Yeah,
1: and-, and it does such a good job. And it and it again, it boils it down. It it takes out all of the artillery rules, all the um kind of well right the, the, the gunpowder rules because you're, it's you're not pre here.
0: you're pre-gunpowder like you're just, just barely, between just you're between a hundred years right. war and like when gunpowder started to
1: really get involved and 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 this battle just condenses all of that there's enough room for a little bit of maneuver but really it's kind of a head-on head-on clash of forces and it's and and it kind of ends up being a luck of the draw, right? Like, and and that's we we don't like that as war gamers. We don't like luck, but that's a lot of what happened, right? And if you look at it from a historical perspective, or if you look at it from a fantasy perspective, the good guys, quote unquote, unquote, win, and that's kind of what happened because the the good guys then write the history.
0: So, who so who are the good guys in this version?
1: <laughs> uh, i think i'm in this version the reds are the good guys right <laughs> the, the yorkists are the, are the good guys
0: do you, do you like the are the yorkists
1: the good guys i don't know i don't know i mean who knows i i, I i'm kind of team york but I, you know obviously the lancastrians win
0: so so you because you like the north you're just fighting for the north <laughs> that's right
1: i'm i'm scottish through and through yeah I knew you'd, i'm, you're I'm you're a reaver been. from way back yeah
0: well, that's that's the best part about the whole period. It's fascinating it's to try so to figure out, like, great. Yeah. who are the good guys? Who
1: are the good guys? And when we look back at it, like, because the
0: Duke of York was not a good. No, person. of
1: course not. <laughs> of course not. None of them were. Like the Lancastrians but, but, all fucking sucked. Henry, yeah. sucked all of them. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and so when you look at it, like, if if the Tudors hadn't come out of that on top, like, how would the rest of right. history changed? And I think that's so interesting, and, and and this game specifically does a good job of kind of giving you some of the early mixes of that, and some of like um, the you know the the young heir is kind of. Uh, I think it's he, awesome. he's in the town, you know, he's have, not involved.
0: Have, have you have you? So you're starting to read more about these periods.
1: I read.
0: Um, have you done a distant mirror?
1: No. By, Bar- by
0: Barbara Tuckman. No, I like. Oh. I oh, like Tuckman. She's yeah, great. A distant mirror is great. Okay,
1: it's, I it's, read it's, it's, it's the Wars of the
0: Roses. It's an old, old book about it, but it's okay. She still stands up.
1: Yeah, she is great.
0: Because I think there's this illusion that that these guys were like falling in the mud. They'd fall off their horse and they'd die. These guys were like athletes.
1: No, these guys. Yeah, these guys.
0: these guys were professional. <laughs> they were the NBA. I think we've even said this in the podcast before. I've said this before, but they were like the NBA stars yeah. of the the Middle Ages, like the yeah. Hundred Years' War. These they guys were fucking could, studs. They could they could run in their armor and jump on the back of a horse. I like, mean, they were able to do. They could yeah. climb a ladder upside down in armor. Yeah, so. I can
1: barely put my jeans on without grunting. Yeah, right. And like, I look the, at these guys right. and like,
0: Jesus right. we, Christ. We mock these. We, we see these guys as guys that fall off their horses and drown in the mud. That's not the how these guys actually mean. right. Yeah. So I'm
1: going to give it, um, what do we do out of 10? Yep. Let's, let's give them, you, you could filled... go up to 11. if you want. <laughs> this, this one doesn't quite go to 11. like
0: Vietnam 65 to 75 is an 11. For that us. Goes to 11.
1: That's, that's true. So let's, Ooh, on that scale, let's give this an, uh, um, let's say like a seven and a half. Nice. Looks it's good. great. It, it does. And I've, I've played a lot of, uh, Man and Iron, and a lot of Blood and Roses. The Battle of Wakefield, as an entry point from a magazine game perspective, I think it's a a 7.5. It's probably an 8 if you were to take it on its own. Um, But Blood and Roses is better. So let's give the Battle of Wakefield a a 7.5. Beers, I mean, and that fucking game is so playable. The rules are so simple to play. Um, and it gives you like this back and forth perspective that are that's built into the rules. That's so easy to work with um, from um, rules or from yeah from a rules per- perspective from a beer's perspective. Uh, out of twelve, we're looking at probably eight or nine. I mean, it's really right. easy. Like the game Listen. is super easy to play. I forgot when I when I came back to it. Um. It it was kind of a an epiphany where I remember playing it and it was about the time that Davey and I had played some of the musk and a pike system. Oh yeah. Yep. Which is slightly more complex. Right. But but not that complex, right? It
0: is though. There, and, there's a lot of special rules.
1: Right. And so this is this is a step down from that. I mean um, it's
0: it's it's a whole game. Like musk and pike's a whole game, right? That's right. It's gonna be.
1: And it doesn't have kind of the back and forth command rules um but the way that the initiative works um you're
0: gonna you're gonna be delighted when you see how many uh armored knights i have painted up for miniatures (laughs) oh i like it i have like hundreds
1: i like it (laughs) i like it um so i think i think this does a good job at, at what it's doing so let's give it yeah, so we'll give it a seven and a half out of ten for complexity, or or for rating rather. Um, I love it, um, the, and for the, beers, the beers beer are complexity rated. Yeah, for for beers, yeah, maybe maybe we do the same thing, like seven and a half beers, right? So you 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 could have a casual yep. six pack and yeah. still play this game because the rules kind of get out of the way once you kind of get. What the system's showing you, and once you understand a little bit about what the initiative's showing you, that flow of kind of give and take for the system really does a good job, and it really gets you into my biggest thing is is does the game get you into what it's trying to do, right? So it's it's storytelling, is it system, uh, period-specific stuff. Uh, battle specific stuff, campaign specific stuff, and, and and this does a great job at that. Nice. Um I I love it. I'm I'm loving uh Blood and Roses as a as a game, loving men and iron. Well I, love, system. I I love the period so I'm glad you I like it. I love the system. Or yeah I love I love the the, the, the period. I I read um
0: yeah distant mirror is gonna be right up your alley then. I yeah. love it it's yeah. all about the drama
1: yeah so, so I'm gonna have that's to my to my read list who,
0: who gets who gets uh, a by whom and all exactly those. yeah
1: I read uh, I think it's just called uh the War of the roses by Dan Jones um which is great it's it, it it did a good did a good job of kind of encapsulating probably the 20 years or whatever of of the system and I said it's like it's like game of thrones, but real, right? Like it's, you don't need the dragons because there's just as much intrigue. There's much as just as much like
3: fuckery right.
1: yeah. in, in this real shit that happened. Yeah, The dragons
0: were like, it's, it's basically yeah, England like without the, that? the dragons are like a tiny part of it.
3: Right.
1: Right. And, and this, this, and let's, let's it, be
0: honest, the deads are the pig, the dead people are the pigs, Right. Right.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly and and if you like that if you like game of thrones like check out some english of worship because it's the same stuff it's all that fuckery well,
0: um and, and guys deciding not to fight or stay yeah, in yeah bringing their units all and the just back, watching yeah, yeah. Like, like we're just yeah. gonna stay here and watch and, and it's we'll the decide. same
1: reasons i like Sikigara. it's that it's yeah. that kind of loyalty challenge stuff it's yeah it's fantastic
3: good
0: all right uh, let's uh grab a beer I gotta hit the head and then sure. we will come back I'm gonna review uh, War and Peace real quick nice I think we're gonna put our sweet prince to bed and then we'll be done for the night
1: <laughs> sounds good all right every time she puts on the radio there was nothing going down at all not at all then
3: one fine morning she puts on a New York station you know she don't believe
0: so uh what do you think happened with uh, Lawrence? Just he had
1: some uh, mumble difficulties.
0: Is he sleepy time now?
1: <laughs> I don't I think now, but I think initially it was just the <laughs> mumble. It wouldn't let him back in.
3: Which is weird. Yeah, that's that's never happened. <laughs>
0: So uh, War and Peace. Yeah, we got War and Peace. So this is the the I think it's one of the final versions from One Small Step Games. Now, in my defense, I didn't buy this game. I was sent this game by a friendly guild member. Ooh. So I did uh I did play it though. I liked I liked the old version when I was a kid. And uh I gotta say I really enjoyed it. I played it a little bit with the cop Brian at uh At AACCon, we did the Austerlitz scenario, and while I think that scenario might be almost impossible for the French to win after playing as the French, I think there are some interesting ideas. And it's funny because when I first played this game when I was younger, I don't remember it having some of the rules that I think it has now, but Johan, who was there, swore that it did have this rule, but it's got some interesting rules that I'll talk about. So basically, it's a strategic level Napoleonic War game. I like the Napoleonic Wars by GMT, which I know a lot of people like to hate on. I like that game. Uh, but this is one that I had played a long time ago when War and Peace was an Avalon Hill game. So I was kind of excited to see that it was coming out. But I really wasn't interested in buying it because one small step. make Yeah, out. they
1: have a mixed, I'll, mixed
0: I'll record. I mean, that had a lot to do with it. Yeah. After the whole deal I went through with the Fernaldar game that I prepaid for <laughs> and never gotten, I don't think they're ever gonna make never. I did get my money back, but uh I so I was kinda hesitant war in Peace, but I gotta say the the map looks a lot better. Uh well the map was terrible back in, in Avalon Hill days. Um, the map looks really good. There were some issues with terrain like where they didn't explain like some of the, river, the bridge heads and stuff, but that wasn't a big deal. We quickly <laughs> figured that out. Some of the interesting things about the game that I like are basically you're moving guys around and you have leaders, and leaders allow units like infantry units and cavalry units to move with them. So uh, a leader can move like... 10 guys normally like i think napoleon can move 12 guys but one of the cool things about the game is when you go to fight a battle because napoleon can only move 12 guys uh and other guys can only move certain numbers of guys you might end up where normally in a battle you would have a bunch of hexes they'd all be adjacent to each other and you're going to fight those combats out in this game you declare an attack on a hex and then that might be napoleon fighting the the Grand Duke of Austria or whatever, Charles or who, or whatever his name is. And then after the first round of combat, the guys in adjacent hexes roll dice to see if they can join the battle. And then the guys, huh. so there's an idea of where you want to get a bunch of different hexes of guys around the battlefield, and then you roll to see if they show up. So after the first round of battle, then you roll a single die modify it with the leadership of the guy who's trying to get to the battle. And then you see if he shows up, well, if he shows up, then you add him into the fight. And if another guy shows up, so it's kind of this cool thing where instead of just fighting battles where you're like, I'm going to attack this hex and take it, you're setting up these kinds of situations where you have different columns coming in from different directions, trying to fight. And they might not show up if you don't roll well enough.
1: And do they move on the map? If you,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. so like it's it's just one map. There's there's the map of Europe. So it basically, if like I'm a J, no, yeah. So if I'm adjacent to your hex and I attack you, and I've got uh, uh, Lan and Davou also adjacent to your hex, and round two, I can bring try to bring Lan and Davou into the battle also.
1: Okay, so but they but they have to be close enough to to get in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. The rule is they, I think the rule is they have to be adjacent to either the battle hex that the attack's coming from or the battle hex that the attack's going to, the target hex.
3: Hmm.
0: Okay. So, but it really pays off to where you've got, uh, you want to have these good subordinate generals, which is what Napoleon had, where otherwise they don't come like you're like you might have napoleon with like five guys and you're fighting a battle that's tough to fight and you're like when is devu gonna get here like come on dude like i need you to show up to fight so i like that aspect of the game and it it pays off too because if you have too many uh units in this uh, too many strength points in the same hex attrition is brutal in the game like i want to say i'm looking at trying to try to chart but if you go like I want to say if you have like 20 guys in a hex, you could lose like five of them every turn. Hmm. Let's okay. We, let's see the attrition. Yeah. So if you have 20 guys in a hex, I'm sorry, it's not that bad. But if you have 20 guys in a hex, you could lose three guys in a turn just from attrition. Okay. So it's like, shit. <laughs> I mean, the, those guys are gone in the wind. <laughs> That's it. You just lost them. So the idea is you want to keep smaller columns under subordinate commanders coordinate them all to show up and they're in fight and then uh have them all show up at the battlefield when you fight the battle so it's, i thought that was kind of a neat concept yeah that's cool and i don't think the original game did that johan said it did but i know i was an idiot when i was 15 years old but i don't remember anything about that rule. but i could be wrong um There's some cool rules for how you can get different countries there's a lot of diplomatic rules for how you can get different countries to come on your sides as as far as the the big game goes the the, one of the things i like too was there's a supply rule where like uh if you want to trace supply you have to trace supply back to your home country um but you can also trace supply to a friendly strength point that's in a city within three hexes so like you can kind of build like depots and have these chains of of ones one strength point and then one strength point and one strength point as your army marches into enemy territory, but you have to lead back these little guys. Which then if someone attacks that it's like you it's almost like you have to spend strength to like garrison your rear areas, you know, to to, to guard your depots. Mm-hmm. so we did Austerlitz. I thought it was interesting like I said I think we fucked it up we started to realize how the combat says the combat system is definitely the center of the game I think how you can bring in columns have them respond to the target location that kind of thing I thought that was really neat we probably want to revisit it one of the issues is the the game uh, there's a bunch of different scenarios they're all great but like the campaign is huge it's like 180 turns you know, so it's like, wow, <laughs> so like, like, like maybe some of those turns go by really quickly because nothing's going yeah. on, but still that's a lot. But I mean, I guess you're going through Napoleon taking over and then blah, blah, blah. now we're going to fight Austria and now we're going to invade Russia. I mean, that's a lot of history to cover, right? But, but yeah, I thought it was a cool game. I thought it actually was pretty nicely done. It, it does get a little irritating with all the stacks. Cause you've got a stack of guys and you're trying to figure out, okay, it's just because like, I might have like nine line infantry units. Okay. So well they're all morale too. Cause they're French. Then I've got uh, four French allied units and then I've got five cavalry. So they're all stacked together. And meanwhile, you're trying to figure out casualties and trying to make cash out units and make change. And so you almost have to decide whether you want to just keep the leaders on the map and keep the stacks off the map or keep the stacks on the Mm -hmm. map because then they get ridiculously huge
1: so and were the rules okay
0: they were okay they were a little chatty i think especially where it got into the areas of how the combat works they could have been a little bit more rigid and clear um yeah because it wasn't immediately clear to us we're like okay so we attack and then i'm like oh wait a second i think these other guys can also come in and that that should have been it would have been nice to have that laid out like hey here's how a combat will generally work here's how to do it here's how to use the system so
3: yeah up. that's
1: that's been my experience with one small step is we're not instagram friends right like i don't i don't need to have fun with these rules just tell me how this actually works right you don't have to tell me how the game works but <laughs> you know give me this rule explicitly, especially through things like combat, horror supply, like block me of, one by yeah, one by one.
0: One of the things that throws people with this game, which is unusual, whatever it works is no matter who's attacking, the larger person is the one that draws, rolls the dice.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: So if I attack you at a one to two, yeah, you're rolling the dice and it's on the two to one chart for you. That's interesting. But it keeps the modifiers all the same. So it's kind
1: of a- Yeah. So like that's one of those things that like game wise doesn't really matter. But yes. it, from a feeling perspective, right? Yeah, it's that yeah. changes things. Like, yeah. oh
0: I yeah. So so like in a typical combat, like I could have if I'm fighting the Austrians and I have Napoleon, I'm a three leader, you're maybe a one leader. So I'm plus two for that. Uh I'm two morale, you're one morale, so I'm plus one for that. So I'm plus three. Maybe there's some terrain might knock me down to plus two. So now you're like rolling like, it feels like, well you attacked me,
3: right? <laughs> but yeah. now
0: I'm rolling on two to one, which doesn't look <laughs> great anyway. Right. And now you're also telling me there's a plus two to my roll. Like <laughs> right? yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah so so yeah, that, that's that, interesting but but again that should have been clearly called out and and they did it a little bit but it it should have been really explicit i think like hey be advised like because we were doing that when we were playing but i'm like i think this is like i wasn't 100 positive we're playing right because the because the chart only goes from like the combat results chart goes from uh let's say two to one to one to one that's it there's no other odds wow right so (laughs) <laughs> wow, but but then the the forces are based on let's see what is it? Yeah, so if you're two to one and you roll a ten, then you're gonna you're gonna beat up the smaller guys. So, but if I attack you, then it gives you a bunch of negative modifiers, right? Yeah, so it's uh yeah, that's it. There, there, there's three. There basically, there's there's three odds ratios: one to one, three to two,
1: two to one, and up. That's it wow so wow. it's a different system that's weird yeah that's cool
0: yeah so there i mean uh, there's a naval system in the campaign game there's a bunch of different stuff and like i said if you kind of almost have to play through it to get <laughs> a feel for like if you're going to do the whole campaign but i i really did think it was interesting the way that small combat system works and the the other thing is like so i'd mentioned the morale like the french line infantry might be morale too uh, Aust- Austrians might be morale one, but first round of combat, you might get a D D one and that knocks your morale down. What we didn't realize when we were playing is if your morale gets to zero for your stack, uh, you have to retreat. And so we weren't doing that. Okay. We weren't, we weren't keeping track of the, the we did, we thought, Oh, you got a D one and then you get a D two. Then the D two is worse, but no, it's actually, I think an extra two more off your morale. So once you get to a certain point, you have to pull back. It, it needs some, Some more practice.
1: Yeah, I think, and and one small step. I was so excited when they kind of came out with their first wave of games because it seems like they were doing some interesting reprints and and doing some really cool stuff. And then when the game started coming out, they were a little underdeveloped from a rules writing perspective. Maybe not even from like a like a components perspective, right? Like. May maybe everything that was on the counters needed to be there and the and the map was fine, but the rules just weren't quite where we would want them to be from a modern perspective.
0: I, I think that this was uh this is also maybe the third edition they've done. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was one where C Rack thought he had sent it to someone else, but then realized he'd sent me the better version. He was trying to send me the the worse <laughs> one for free. But oh
1: C so, so I'm not
0: yeah. sure. I'm not sure you what happened. Motherfucker.
1: Did he's you probably, see C Rack playing saxophone?
0: I have seen that. She's
1: good. Jesus Christ.
0: And he's that, a single he's a single man though.
1: How dare you?
0: C racks on his own.
1: He's out on yeah. the prowl.
0: Him and his saxophone.
1: That that motherfucker. He yeah. has a bike and a saxophone like i mean you you don't get much better than that
0: have you seen all this tiffany jewelry i have yeah
1: he's, a, lot he's, of it. A, he's a classy motherfucker.
0: He is. so yeah so i liked war and peace i thought it was all right so it's good. Uh, good i think there's potential there i think i need to practice it a little bit and uh then maybe i'll like it more once i mess around with it because you definitely need to lay out these columns and figure out where the guys are and who can fight and then you're like "Oh, okay i'll pull out of that or because the way the the They give a paragraph, like a, there's like a fucking 12 sentence paragraph for every section. I'm like, you don't need to write that much.
1: So is it, is it a a complex system trying to be simple or does this, is it a simple system trying to be complex?
0: I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's that complex. I think the writing is overly woody, and that's what the problem is. And yeah, they just, it needs to be trimmed down, but that's not going to happen. So,
1: but but with play, right? Just, it's, I mean, yes, that's absolutely. that's what we do, right? We, I think I we, think we can find that good game in
0: there. I th- I, there's definitely, a, I think, a good game in here, and I like I like the ease of play. I think once you get through it and figure it out, it's going to be easier to play, and that's it. Like we enjoyed it. I think even though we realized, oh, <clears> we <throat> fucked it up, uh, cop rob and I had a good time, so we enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I've I I. It's funny. I had a an epiphany um because i i've i've tried to tell myself to not say no to things right because then i get made fun of i've i i told matt when he and i started euro gaming together oh I'll never play war games uh and then obviously that's that's really all i Yeah,
0: play that now. That, ba- that backfired
1: <laughs> war games and, and train games is really all i play and even 18xx he was he was all about, and I was very hesitant. So, with Napoleonics, there's something in there that I say, like, oh, I, you know, there's, I, for some reason, I, and I don't know what it is, but there's, there's something that kind of turns me off right now. And I'll, and I'll put that caveat in there right now about Napoleonics that just doesn't do it for me. But I, but I look at guys like you, Dave, and guys like Mitch. And guys like, you know, C-Rack who really like the- you her-
0: your heroes. The right, your role yeah. models. I
1: mean, that's just you. <laughs> I mean, Mitch, see, I like Mitch a lot. And, and, and C-Rack, I like- Too
0: skinny. But, Mitch, Mitch is too skinny. Sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's something.
1: Um, but there's something about that era that just doesn't do it for me. And I don't understand why. Um so I'm trying to leave some space there to, to to get there but what is it about that that period
3: other than the
0: Napoleonics?
1: Yeah. What what does it for you and, and, and I don't and maybe it, how do I bridge that gap?
0: I don't want to say it's the pretty uniforms. <laughs> but
1: it kind of is. Are you coming at that from a miniatures perspective?
0: It, it is. I think that, yeah. that I think that has something to do with it. That's definitely why Siac uh, I think likes it. Okay. Uh and it's also the probably the height of the poles military achievements uh, yeah yeah
1: that doesn't i don't yeah I don't if, speak we're, if we're not
0: if we're not talking in the 1500s he'll be mad at me for even saying that probably he'll be like we had winged lancers." <laughs> whatever no one
1: cares yeah the yeah. the rest of the world moved yeah. on
0: so uh for me it's kind of the idea i, I love the idea uh bye
1: lawrence <laughs> <laughs> love your brother what ha- i don't know what happened
0: good night sweet prince good night
1: <laughs> sleep tight i the, hope uh, i hope he doesn't have to work tomorrow
0: now, so uh, I think it, it's part of it is the idea of Napoleon and this inspirational kind of general. And this, yeah, because th- that's why it's that's fun in War and P- That's why it's fun in War and Peace, where you have one commander in chief who's theoretically supposed to be so much better than everyone else. So, yeah, he's he's a three. No one else is a three. I don't think so. There's twos. There's ones. So the idea is that he can bring together all these different commanders and. Uh, I think that's what it is. You have this this great man who dominates the period. It's named but, after him, for God's sakes.
1: Right, and 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 for you, because it's not just this game, right? Like you like that Napoleonic. Well, that, that, so there's that, that different t- vibes. Is it, is it Napoleon as a as a?
0: No, it's not just him. So there's there's different vibes, right? So when we're talking tactics, Napoleon, like Lava Tie,
1: like you know, right. what, so what tra- what draws you to that?
0: We're talking. We, we're coming out of the Seven Years' War, where linear warfare was the shit, right? Where B A R. This is what B A R. Yeah, linear Frederick, warfare. Frederick, Frederick, as,
1: Frederick the Great. I'm on my 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 meta iron system, right. but like it's, linear but, warfare makes no fucking sense to right. me as a person.
0: So there's a couple. There's a, Oman is a great author, also for you to read. He really does a great job of running through these periods. O M A N. And he does a good job. He's written books on these periods. It kind of breaks down chapter by chapter how things change, which weapon systems are dominant, which ones aren't. Um, the uh, so so after the Seven years War, it's basically Frederick has developed the the premier uh, linear warfare system where he's got his uh, fusiliers, they're all trained. They can fire. These musketeers fire at high rates of fire. No one can match them. Um, by the time that it starts to roll around to the late 1700s, we're now about 30 years past the prime of the Seven Years' War. And uh, the problem the French have is they don't have the trained line infantry anymore that can fight in line. Their they're troops, because it's a revolutionary period, they're more like, Uh, they just don't have the time and the experience. They don't want to have a standing army that they can train like this. So what they start doing is they start forming their guys into columns where it's easier to control the guys. They don't need as much drill. The problem is the Prussian infantry was superbly drilled. You know, they could fire fast. They could move, wheel, all that stuff. French didn't have time to do that. So they would basically put a bunch of columns together. They'd throw out a bunch of skirmishers. They'd throw out guys, sure. and they'd say, just run out there and shoot at the line. You guys just do your own thing. Now, the Prussians couldn't do that because, like, 30% of their guys didn't want to be there. So, <laughs> so if you sent out a bunch of guys, half those guys aren't coming back. Interesting. Yeah. right so the french idea was that they could do it because the men thought that they were fighting for liberty they were on freedom they had more of independence right so they were more motivated so you could send out skirmishers you could send out guys. now they weren't well trained but they were motivated so wow. that's that's where these battles start to first take off where you have the early like valmy early 18th century battles you have lines of of drilled old regime infantry trying to fight these french groups that are like columns where the skirmishers would shoot the shit out of the officer it's the same as in the revolution where officers trying to give a command skirmishers shoots them in the head they're they're trying sure. to vo- they're trying to volley fire the skirmishers just drop all down to the ground where they right. volley then they pop up and start shooting at the line again
1: so out of the wood line
0: so eventually or even on the open doesn't matter they're all spread out there's a there's a screen of them right so so at some point the the line gets frustrated, starts getting dis- disorganized. Once that happens, the columns move up and they're behind the screen of skirmishers. Once they think that the lines disrupted, the column attacks and slams into the line. And then there, you only have a, a small group of the guys in the line who are actually impacting with a solid column or the columns could move around the flanks of the lines. Cause it takes, it's hard for the lines to wheel back and refuse their flanks. So that's the first part of it. Yeah. Right. So the French developed column skirmish infantry, whereas the, the, the European countries are still trying to fight. So even though they didn't have great generals, they were they were at a big disadvantage because the French had a superior tactical doctrine. So after that, we get into a basic period where the the Allies, some of it is the Allies start to figure out what the French are doing. So they, they're not always going to be in line. Sometimes they're going to form columns. Sometimes they're going to deploy skirmishers. But, the, the you know, I mean, the problem is that, like, they're back on their heels. They Right, when you got the
1: big dick, you like,
0: right yeah. And what even the other guy in, do? in 1806, the Prussians declared war on France. In a, a matter of maybe four weeks, Napoleon destroyed the entire Prussian <laughs> army. It's, right. Right which is basically this the, it was the seven years war army this is the right. frederick the great's pride and they just wiped them out
1: and there's no Prussia in 2020
0: right 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 so so or, or well even well,
1: later. well <laughs> even let's yeah. be
0: honest in 1870 Prussia. Right, that's what i was gonna say like yeah so, in, yeah but but the, the the point is so after that initial period of that kind of it's kind of like revolutionary combat. Warfare, yeah. We're talking about the French Revolutionaries. And that's
1: what does it for you, is is that kind of
0: change of of strategy. Well, then we get to a a middle ground where it's kind of a rock-scissors paper where cavalry can scare infantry. Bro, Shambo. Infantry forms square to protect some cavalry. If infantry forms square, then your infantry and artillery can march up and fire at the squares. So... It's kind of like cavalry beats unsquared infantry, (laughs) squared infantry beats cavalry, but then unsquared infantry beats squared infantry. So that you get that kind of tactical triangle. So it's fun.
1: That's cool.
3: Yeah.
0: So the tactics are fun. Plus, you get these heroic, independent, especially among the French. achievement driven leaders they weren't um, p- promoted based on the nobility or you got these guys who were sergeant major sons who turned out to be heroes and would sure. ride in meritocracy rally- that's what yeah, that's they, what we
1: like as americans
0: yeah they we so we have that excitement with the french you know they would ride in there and rally the guys so that especially with la bataille you see a lot of that the independent hmm. leadership and inspiration and the guys get their their torsos by cannonballs or the heads off. <laughs> or, but I mean, it's, it's all part of the story.
3: Yeah,
1: I hate to say this, but you're kind of you're kind of turning me.
0: That's, so you have the beautiful uniforms, you have this whole tact, and that's what that's kind of that what speaks to
1: my hip, hipster cred is you know the fashion, and then you get the the Rochambeau uh, tactics absolutely. And, and absolutely, and, and then the storytelling, and, and maybe I'm on board. Fuck, I don't need this right now. But, but and it's and, and, and that's a big, what I'm saying. Maybe it's I'll a, come, it's, come it's around. A,
0: it's an evolution through the period right so there's napoleon had really figured out hey the artillery's good. Mm-hmm. i want more artillery because he was an art he was an artilleryman and so but as the war gets later then the allies start to pick up on this tricks and it's harder for him to do the things he was doing. that's why yeah. 1805 is like the sweet spot for the french army
1: and and as as our uh, as our uh, you know, Mitch won't approve me of saying, but as our quarantine goes on, uh, my physique is, is resembling Napoleon more and more. And so, nice. maybe, you know, are we going to some... get,
0: are we going to get you a uniform, <laughs> get you a uniform?
1: <laughs> maybe I need a vest situation.
0: I bought my daughter one of those games where you have the thing where you run, you have the strap. It's, a. Uh, it's for the, uh, the switch switch Ooh. Nintendo switch. Okay. Okay. So, so you like put a, a strap thing. on your leg, and you have a, a wheel that you press, or you pull or press, and basically you play the games, and the games require you, and then they take yeah. the pulse. It's actually it's pretty good.
1: Yeah. I need to move more. But yeah. as I look at him, he's about, you know, everybody talks about Napoleon like he was five three, right? No, he was, I think not, he, he, he was like He was like 5'6"
3: nope
0: taller i think he was taller he was average i height. think he
1: was five eight right yeah it's a, I'm, it's, I'm a, it's a lie. Eight.
0: that's it's a complete it's a complete lie that he's this, this
1: short man lie as a five eight man uh, that's right. you know that that hurts and and he was a little rotund and you know i'll put on some weight i mean so like, maybe what? i'll buy i'll buy a vest he was the emperor and, and get ahead
0: his his his, his yeah, bow his point. bowels his bowels were his biggest problem that's right like in board, you know, it's a problem. Yeah, That's like, right.
1: That's right. Yeah. You're, you're
0: like, you're like Napoleon, we need you to move. <sighs> he's, got, he's got the shits. We like, really, like, we need you to move for this phase. All right. So I play, I me- I play it, medical but... science. No, it's not
1: Napoleon's <laughs> fault. I, I do like that, that you admit that the, that the pretty uniforms does something for
0: you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's why Labatai is so cool. That's because great. The bottom half of the camera mm-hmm. is the pants the top half is the shirt like you, yep. how can you claim you don't that's, like fashion
1: that's
0: brilliant yeah. <laughs> what other what other game has the guys actual <laughs> outfits they wore cuz you'll that's see true. units you'll see units you're like i can't even figure out is this french or their enemies <laughs> cuz they have they, the, when you get to the hussars they have like pink <laughs> they have like pink pants and like yellow shirts you're like I don't is, know that, is. Is, that, is that french or russian oh. like who are these guys
1: so, i love it yeah so it's good oh, that's cool yeah you sold me i had to yeah. say it
0: so i'm not going to cover one by the sword uh we can do that next time yeah well i haven't even really gone over it i got it for free at aaccon and it's got a bad reputation but i looked through it and it looks pretty cool so we'll see hmm. okay. uh, imperial struggle still playing that with uh medicine man
1: oh nice we're
0: enjoying it it's but it, it it's cont- not it's complicated
1: that's a good that's a good really that's I was gonna say that's a good game to play with him but it, you're saying it's complicated. no it, it is
0: it is because we like the we like playing the different sides we like the period but man mm-hmm. you really you really have to be into that period I think interesting wow because that's it's surprising not, it, because it, it is, seems like it,
1: they were going for the opposite of that
0: it is not Twilight Struggle no wow it's not the same game yeah. I would say it's very complicated wow
3: And And
1: Evan and I are still playing uh, Silver Bayonet, which is... I I fucking love that game.
0: When's Mitch going to make the next one?
1: I don't know. I keep every six months or so, I ping him. Like, "What are you doing the next one? And you know he's busy with next war reprints and stuff, so.
3: Oh. Which I get
1: it. Yeah, those make money. Maybe next war is more successful than Silver Bayonet, but man, Silver Bayonet just it does such a good job for that campaign.
0: Yeah, I like it it, it. it that's one where I wish I had not playtested tested it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I you know I uh, that's funny you say that because I I was feeling the same thing of like oh I you know I don't really need to play that anymore because I played it you know thirty something times but Evan and I were playing uh, Rumor of War Vietnam which just sucked ass um, so we needed a good Vietnam game to play together and it's it's a good game
0: s- it's a pretty game I need him to make another one
1: yeah that's fair. Yeah, make it a system.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, That's yeah. right. I
0: yeah. need that kind of investment before I start. These these days, these one-offs. <laughs> like, I'll, no I'll one do has for, time for it. I'll do it for DNB and Foo. There's a few that I sure. will do it for, sure. but I'm like, the one-offs, I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested.
1: Sorry, bro. And he, he has he has another game that he wants to do. I just, just have to do it. We'll guilt trip him here. Everybody mm-hmm. listening gm or ping or whatever mitch do more silver bayonet system i know the next campaign he wants to do i won't i won't put him on blast but but it'll be it'll be cool if he if he does it
0: very cool you got anything else you want to cover
1: jason i think that's it well good job I'm quite drunk, and I have to yeah. work tomorrow.
0: You hung in there pretty good. I thought you were going. I thought you were going to fade, I, I, and then I, you I rallied.
1: Was starting, I was starting to fade. I think. I think Lawrence Baling made me say. okay, realize you to Yeah, about yeah. And and Erin, God bless her soul. Uh, she is as big of a nerd as I am. Mm-hmm. So our whole uh, Thanksgiving, basically from Thanksgiving to now, we've been basically ball deep and lord of the rings nice so we finished uh return of the king last night and today we're watching is it good i love it i love it it. don't ask me if it's good okay i love it it's I, i i love it i think it's good but don't ask me but so we watched we finished return of the king last night and we were watching football this morning and she said, "Man, it's it's a good thing football's on because otherwise I'd I'd turn on Fellowship again."
0: Oh, that's crazy! So, yeah, that's crazy.
1: I love her. She's yeah.
0: So, see, but, we I've been watching Versailles. Versailles is the one I'm going through right now.
1: Okay. See that? I think that sums us up very well.
3: Where did, you're watching? Have you, have, have you watched? Have you watched no? Versailles? Oh. No.
1: It, it's good. Because if it's Napoleonic or if it's French, I'm like, yeah. Yeah,
0: it's Louis XIV. It's yeah, the
1: Fourteenth. Yeah, Marie 14th. Antoinette. I, I no, no,
0: this is before. This, this is, is a, way before. I this understand is this that is was France the Sixteenth, right? This is this is the other time France was good. <laughs> Louis the <XIV. laughs> Fourteenth. This is the Sun King, baby. Okay. It's just about how he grows up and how he builds Versailles. What is it on? Netflix.
1: Okay. And you watched? There was something else on Netflix. You watched. Although she is on board, she wants to watch. Uh, oh God! So you,
0: do you want to know if I watch something
1: else? <laughs> no, she wants. She wants to watch uh, the boys. Oh, the boys! Yes, yeah. absolutely for the superheroes. Yeah, Homelander. See, she's oh, yeah. she's as big of a nerd as I am.
3: That's right. Which
0: that's good. No, less. no. Versailles is good because Versailles is kind of about like a, it, it's 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 a, a political show it's not really much it's social and political it's not as much military but it's it's basically about how uh louis the 14th figures out that the nobles all need to be at versailles like you know it's kind of like oh The problem is they all had their duchies so he was only the king in paris and he would tell them hey you need to come to court and they're like fuck you i have my kingdom so then (laughs) so then he sets he starts building his court out of versailles and the idea is if you want to be part of France, you need to be at Versailles. So these nobles are all then forced to travel to Versailles and then stay at court, which is expensive. And that, which then runs down their funds and it means like kind of that's his area. So he has them all there competing with each other. So it's, it's, I think it's an interesting show. That's cool. Good fashion. It's a very important part of who Louis the 14th was.
1: Have you seen the queen of Versailles? the like modern docu-series no okay
0: what's, what's you, that about you
1: probably wouldn't like it it's it's i, mean, like I already a, sense
0: i already, uh, I already uh, see, you already uh, detect the skepticism yeah I'm like and, what the fuck is that show and That i just stupid
1: and and for for the record i don't recommend things oh
0: no I'll, I'll oh no things. is this the gal who built the mansion down that's in right my, oh no yes. i love it
1: it's the best show ever that's right i love that so, element of it so they're like the um timeshare Billionaires
0: oh, yeah, or the millionaires,
3: guy, and, and they're she, building she, she, and a, a mini Versailles.
0: Her, and she went on below deck. Yeah,
1: she's a hot mess.
3: Yeah, she
0: and, rented. She rented one of the tours on below deck on exactly.
1: Yeah. So Aaron and I, that's we're either like hardcore fantasy, hardcore history, or true crime, and oh, they're kind see. of in that like weird.
0: We're similar. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we, now, now, with Queen of Versailles, did you, I saw that a while back? Have you is that a new? Oh a yeah, new we watch yeah we
1: watched it probably six years ago. And she's like that. insane, batshit crazy. And they right. still haven't finished building a fucking house.
0: I have they not? I thought he recovered from the whole. No, they haven't.
1: No, they're wow. they're not. Yeah, that that I think it's up on the market, and it's still in a clusterfuck quagmire.
0: Yeah. The other true crime show I just finished is Yorkshire Ripper.
1: Okay. yeah. Good, good Netflix. series. it's good i'll recommend uh murder on middle beach on hbo okay very very good true crime yeah it's uh every, it's i think it's 6 episodes and each one ends of like oh maybe this person did it maybe this person did it maybe this do they do they it.
0: solve it at the end
1: no of course not cuz it's cuz you need a season 2 right um but it's 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 good there's a lot of personal stuff um which, which does it for me. I'm a, despite my crunchy exterior, I'm a softy.
0: Oh, we gotta, it, we gotta do that. When we retire, we got to go do those shows. Record oh, this
1: stuff. Fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> who, who,
0: who's our cameraman? <laughs> Are we gonna get Josh? Let's get Josh Malvin. We'll get him out there. You can be our cameraman.
1: Oh, I could, I could do that. Right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah.
0: Let's do it. Right. I love that. So, so to the sweet Prince Lawrence,
1: we love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You couldn't hang. I mean typical you
0: know. Kansas stain power. I,
1: exactly. That's exactly right. I don't I don't want to endorse that statement, but I mean there's hey. there's no getting back getting back from that. That's right. So we were all deep, man. Yeah, but you I gotta mean hang. it's good.
0: I I would much rather have a guest host that that gets blitzed than a guest host that just kind of like <laughs> sips sips a drink and like just like
1: we're not we're not here for that.
0: Oh yeah, I don't like that. We're not the spectacle. You're the
1: spectacle. <laughs> How uh, dare you? Go to sleep before before it wakes up. Exactly. All
0: right, boys. Well, that's All it right. for me. Bye, Jason.
1: That's good shit. All right. Good night. How do we end this thing? I don't know. We say good night. Good night
0: visit us at http colon slash slash bardgamegeek.com slash build slash 1660 or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com
1: Alright right. And it was